Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of low-value streaming of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. I am your host, Danny Polischuk. Sorry, let me have a sip of my drink here. So you don't have to hear all these disgusting mouth noises because I was just eating really quickly. We got we got a banger for you. We got we're going back to back. We're we're, we're playing catch up here. Is what we're doing. We're playing catch up. Um, we're, we're, I'm not late. I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Let me know if the sounds okay, everybody. Welcome to all the queens. What's up, queens? All the negative value males, the scrotes. In case you're new here, the order, it goes scrotes, negative value males, low value males, and then high value males. And uh, we're talking 10% of people are high value males. So what's up to the scrotes? We're all scrotes. We'll say scrotes. Um, all right. Got a good show. If you want to support the show, low value mail, patreon.com slash low value mail, or become a member of the channel. Get access to the audio-only files. Actually, only Patreon gives you. YouTube doesn't allow me to do that. Although, a little hack. I don't know if people use YouTube Premium. Great service. Great service. And then you could just circumvent me and get all these other features. So, I mean, in a very low-value way, I'm undercutting myself. Anyways. Let, uh... Can you put up the prank call up as a clip? Which prank call, Adam? Adam, which prank call do you mean? I'm not sure what you mean, but, uh, oh, the one from me and Ryan, the, the, uh, I don't know. Those will just be on the Patreon, I think. Anyways, let's, oh God, guys, I'm, what have I done? What have I done? There's no negative value mail pod, Isidoro, uh, but all right, guys, let's go through hell together. Let's do this. Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Ro. I'm Savannah. And Lilith. And today, we're going to talk about where all the men are at. Where are all the men at? That's the question we get all the time. It's like, we don't know where to find men. Where can we find a high value man? Where do they hang out? And that's not really, there's not like a cluster of them, like a (laughs) zombie hive. Where are the, good start. Where are the high value men at? Where are they? I actually kind of want to know, too. I barely even know what one is. Barely. Also, it doesn't look like there's any chat on the on the screen today because I'm streaming in multiple sources at once. Shout out to everybody who's watching over on Rumble. Welcome. But, uh, okay, so no one's So chat. we'll attempt to answer this question as to where are the men at and what this question is. Is aiming to to deconstruct where we can find um like where the boys at or a hbm HBM. I, mean, I wish i really really wish i could tell all of you that if you go to you know this place you pull know, up guaranteed to find a high value girl this address a girl <laughs> one two three evergreen street all you gotta do is pull up sis throw in the back of your pickup truck and Whoa. drive off. Whoa, it's that's... full of high value men. <laughs> <laughs> this specific address. 
I I really wish I could tell you that, but the truth <laughs> is, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there address. isn't a cheat sheet. I you know when it comes. I really to wish I could tell you that, that. but the truth <laughs> is, and there is a lot of debate over whether it's better to meet a high value man online, um, or in person, because mm. online dating has really, really taken off. And given the way technology is online going, dating, is, this is fucking podcasters from 2021. She's just saying online dating has taken off. Yeah, no shit. See it going anywhere. Bjorn asked, do these chicks, can we see what they look like? We cannot. They, they guard that very, very tightly. So you're left to you figure it out on your own. Dating. What do you guys think about my dating? I, I feel like after this pandemic, people are going to want to go outside and... I think there will be maybe a surge in people meeting people in regular life because everyone's going to be itching to just be in public doing anything, right? So I do think... First off, people were online dating during the pandemic. I don't... Apps will probably take a backseat for a while to just people being out and about, especially, you know, as it gets warmer. Mm. But when it comes to apps, I think there's there seems to be a consensus now of women is that the effort you have to put in actually not even just women, men too, the effort you have to put into the apps to get even one quality match is higher than, uh, than it's worth a lot of times because it's just what? so much swiping. It's so much, uh, I mean, come on, you can do it while you're taking a shit in terms of efficiency doesn't get much better than that it's a golden age talking to people out of context you don't really know these people that well and that's sort of the difference between i think sometimes meeting people in real life sometimes you're out and about in the same area and so maybe you have someone else in your friend group that knows someone else in his friend's group so there's someone there to vouch for that person um but when you meet people just kind of cold turkey offline there's so much more background and vetting that has to be done and even things like tinder they don't let you sort by education or even like some of the basics like if they have children or not so then you're just wasting a lot of time swiping on guys that you're seeing that you would never ever date right and so uh, okay a, a all right waste everybody's catfishing everybody let's be clear that everybody for the most part is lying on these apps because, yeah, I mean, if for the guys out there, how many times have you seen a girl and you swipe on her? Because, again, guys don't generally go too deep in the profiles. They don't care that much. And then you swipe on her because it was like a, and then, you know, because it was maybe a pretty tight shot. And then you, you get a few more photos and you go, that's totally different from what I thought. I'm, um, it's, just, it's just basically like a cold approach app, which cold approaches are always harder online or on person. Should we go 1.25 speed? I, I feel like when it gets boring, 1.25 is good. At least, but... at least in public, if you don't want to talk. You know what? Because this is a high-value podcast, even though it's not a high-value podcast, put it to a vote. We shall put it to the vote. 1.25, do we so want it guys, or no? You just avoid them. Or like you can look at a whole crowd of guys and kind of zero in on one guy you think is attractive versus on the app where you, you're forced to look at these mugs. You look, you're mugs. To look at each and every one of their ugly, annoying mugs, the ones that you don't want. And that <laughs> kind of is annoying, right? It's just a lot of work of like sifting through guys that you would never date versus outside where even if it's a crowd of guys, you don't know, you, your eye will naturally lend its attention to the man you want rather than having to look at each one of these guys. Individually. Oh, it's just poor things, huh? Yeah, I agree. And, 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 I, and I think with, with these apps as well, it's, it would be good for women to remember that you know, we are essentially the product. 
you know, women are put there to attract men, which is why on apps like Tinder and, you know, Bumble, they, <laughs> they actually end up using bots a lot of the time to lure men in into thinking that they're matching with with perhaps more women than they actually are as well. So It's not even just bots, it's sex workers. <laughs> yeah, or sellers. It even gets- sex work is real work. How many times do you have to say it for the queens in the back? It's the point where you see like men saying no sellers in <laughs> in their bio <laughs> on Tinder and, 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 and like Bumble. It's quite funny. But yeah, so how about you, Lilith? My view is that online dating is a high effort, low reward investment of your time. Uh, my approach, I haven't actually used online all right. dating at all in the past year, um, but I've met a lot of people. We're going warp through, speed, everybody. You, you know, earlier, bro, you mentioned cold approach and the sort of uh, counterpart to a cold approach would be uh, network based, uh, say, sales or, or connections or networking, basically. Um I just think the best way to meet someone romantically is through like a friend or a family member or someone that you know from work or, or something like that. A lot of people with the cold approach, all they're thinking of, you know, talking to the person that's in front of them right now. But if you're in circles that have higher quality people, even if say they're married or taken or something like that, they might know someone who is also high quality, but is single. So, uh, I prefer the network, the, the networking uh, approach. I mean, the networking approach uh, is really so limiting, though. Like, you can meet all the people and, you know, the options are so much greater online versus the networking approach. Jesus. Everything, but um, it, it, it really depends on, like, your situation. You have to take inventory of your situation. But um, once everyone gets vaccinated, everything, I think, you know, we should, oh. we should be able to hit the ground running with that. I That's been the biggest thing about FDI. Except for that it does. Actually, this past year that I've been worried about is like so many of us have been inside that it's kind of hard to really put in a lot of the strategies that we've been saying in practice. Like those of you who have not been in lockdown for a while, um, congrats to you. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's been a, it's been an opportunity for men to really cheap out. And even if you were off lockdown, but a lot of the businesses in your area closed down and people lose their jobs. Right? A lot of people lost their jobs. So a lot of guys have been really pushing for the cheap date, the low effort date. And now, you know, hopefully the economy starts to follow as um, America gets back on track. Um, we're going to have to make sure we drag those standards right back up to where they should be. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Queens. Yeah. You know, the, the sole Skype date, even though I did see some women who really uh, worked the pandemic system by getting guys to um, send them Uber Eats for dinner and they eat over Skype. You know, they'd send them a That's wine. Like, there's- what the fuck? I've never heard that. That is some next level I don't even know if that's simping. What is that? So a girl during the pandemic, this is the first I've been hearing of this. So during the pandemic, there was online dates where people wouldn't meet. And then the girl, the guy would be like, hey, I'll just send you Uber Eats and then we could just both eat and Skype. That is pathological. That's so fucked up. This if men were really motivated to court you and wine and dine you. Um, but I do think that's that's something to to look out for. Yeah, I mean, but I also think that I think, you know, like a huge, I guess, drawback of online dating is that body language isn't really present. And that is so, so important. And I think anyway, for first impressions, for attraction, you know, their mannerisms, how they carry themselves, you don't really get that. But on the other side, like with online dating, I find it a lot easier to weed out but low value men because a lot of them have so many tells in their profile from so many tells like, hey, uh, if you want me to send you Uber Eats. 
Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna do that. I'll tell you what's not a tell for a low value woman is having her Venmo or Cash App in her profile. You know their choice of pictures to if they put I'm secretly kinky ho 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 ho. You can just then just do an instant swipe left, and you you can especially with like the low value phrases like I'm here for a good time not a long time or whatever phrase I come up with to basically that basically says I'm not serious. You can pick up on that a lot. Like, it's a lot more quickly online. But I mean, sometimes girls are not serious, right? Like sometimes girls don't want to be serious either. And perhaps in person. I don't know what you guys think of that, but that is a small pro. G- give yourself, give yourself five seconds to evaluate each profile before swiping left. Not <laughs> even five. Once you get your, once you get your vetting strategy so good, you can tell in a yeah a split second, two seconds, point five, yeah, point five seconds. So, some of them, yeah, you see one picture and you're like, no, immediate swipe left. If they have the serial killer pose, if they. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, same with guys. Guys are more, like, less meticulous than women. At least I hear with women when they look at men's dating profiles, they'll, you know, read their thing and they'll look at a few pictures. Guys, for the most part, one picture, bang. The serial killer selfie. <laughs> the serial killer selfie. If they have a picture in, you know, the toilet with with the toilet seat up and a dirty mirror, instant swipe left, stuff like that. Like, but you, you won't see that on, like necessarily online, which is, again, which is why you know, some women, for example, on Reddit, they've not been to their boyfriend's house in three years. They go around to find out he lives in a nest. Shout out to Manti Tio, who got catfished. <laughs> or, you know, a whole life. Loving it. <laughs> that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ladies, find out where he lives fairly soon. <laughs> Rub your- That's a good idea for ladies and guys. Know where they live. Rub your finger across the counter and then look very curiously at your finger, then look him dead. Again, they act like it's not guys. Like, guys are getting catfished more than women, not vice versa. His eye. And just, like, watch him sweat for a minute so he can remember if he cleaned or not. Actually, for for, for real, though, we, I honestly think that that's a great nice. betting strategy. Ah. Just going to a guy's house and just seeing how he lives mm-hmm. uh, will tell you a lot. Yeah, assume, assume how whatever state that you see his home in when you go to his home the first time, assume that's the best he can do. It's exactly, 100%. The first time you see it, that's the best it's ever going to be. Even if he's like normally messy, if he really cares about you, if he's really interested, he will make that place spotless before you get there. That's true. Um, that is if he, true. If, he, if a man allows you to see his house uh, like in an unpresentable way for the first like, let's say year of dating or something, any amount of time, for the first little while at least, he'll, he'll, he'll want to put that effort in at, at the very minimum. It will never get better. Don't don't try to cajole him and, you know, do a chore chart or bribe him with sex or like what I don't like. I don't care. It's never going to get better after that. (laughs) It's really sad that these were legitimate pieces of advice given to women. I can remember there was a post on, on Reddit I came across several years ago and it was from a woman who was saying that. She gave her boyfriend the blowjob every time he washed the plate because he would never do it. And every he time he washed one plate? Like, Why are you doing this? It's so <laughs> degrading. God. Right. Ridiculous. And, 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 and I think the saddest thing with that is she genuinely thought she, you know, she cracked. Cracked the code. Oh she honestly God. thought she found. One plate? Then he's like, yeah, I, I'll wash the one plate. And then what do you get? I'm like tearing shroud. Like, yeah, guys, I've done it. I biohacked my boyfriend. She hacked the code. It's like, no babes, no babes, don't, don't do that. You shouldn't have to incentivize your man, like, to be tidy. So circling back to online dating, I would, it's a tough one, I think, because I, I, you know, I do think it is here to stay. And as opposed to, to telling women, you know, don't use these apps, I think it's more strategic to tell women how to bet properly and the signs to look out for as well. Um, and I think one of... You know, the ways they can do that is to familiarize themselves with 
as they say on the subreddits, the language of scrote. Scrote speak. So things like that's the language scrote speak. The language of scrote. <laughs> this guy speaking scrote, and I was like, I love that. Like, scrote is its own language because they all Let's use lear- the same phrases. We're learning about the scrote, the language of the scrote. And it looking all basically forward to this. the same thing. I'm looking for a free prostitute. <laughs> Everything about him screams, "I'm looking for a free prostitute." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a free prostitute. If he says things like. Just like ethical, for example, non-monogamy, swipe. swipe. He's probably cheating, like, let's be real. If he says anything like here for a good time, not a long time, swipe. swipe. <laughs> the headless pick, you know, the guys that just show off their body and then you don't see their face, swipe. swipe. They got They have a wife. They honestly look like the Nazgul from... Yeah, literally they have a wife. If someone's not putting their face on a dating app, they're hiding something like their wife. Lord of the Rings, you know, it's just like hollow. Like, you just don't see their face. We just see their body. That's not attractive at all. I'm like, you're hiding, you're hiding from some woman who thinks uh, you're together. And even things like yep. using, like, the winky face, like, I just feel swipe. Guys who are, like, the goofy-looking one in the friend group, so they keep posing next to their hot friend, knowing it's the only way women are going to look at their profile. Swipe left. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Oh, you can't even be the goofy guy now? God damn, what are these chicks? You need to take your lumps, though. <laughs> and, like, for me, for me personally, like, I mean, this is just a personal preference. I'm very big on, like, smiles and teeth. I'm, if I he hasn't got too. a picture showing his teeth, swipe left. Yeah, yeah. That's a personal preference. That's not, this isn't the language of the... This is not a scrote thing if you don't show your teeth. Come you on. Know, so, that's not something you want to be surprised about? <laughs> it can literally look like the Black and Decker group. <laughs> like, you don't want that. <laughs> Looking like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean type teeth. <laughs> like he ate an explosive. Women yeah. have bad teeth can, too. Like, what? Gollum this from Lord like, of the Rings. <laughs> bad teeth like more of a class <laughs> thing. Than a... I mean, look, I get it. Dental care is expensive in the United yeah. States because they, they consider them luxury bones, apparently. It's like a, a separate kind of... It's expensive in Canada as well. Insurance you have to buy. It is. The, dental care isn't included in your normal health insurance. You have to buy separate dental insurance. It's such a scam. The English chick is... Poor, poor America. I say about the teeth stuff. <laughs> I'm going to set up like a Feed the Americans GoFundMe. <laughs> you too, for just 75 cents a day. <laughs> Can support an American. <laughs> Americans health care plan. It's more like $400 a day, but yeah. <laughs> the British chick, oddly quiet when it comes to the, the tooth talk. That does not go unnoticed, British chick. She didn't say anything when we're talking. She likes to see the teeth. We're not talking about the quality of the teeth. So yeah, like I think guys with either no picture or with like a cartoon picture or anything that's not his face, <laughs> swipe up. Yeah. And also, yeah, like cartoon the, main, the main pro, I guess, of of online dating for me is just the ability to block and delete without getting too invested. I feel like if you if you meet someone in real life, it can be very it can be very easy to bring them into your world quite quickly. So they'll you know they might know where you live or where you work, um, you know, things like your hobbies. For example, if you go to say, I don't know, like a restaurant together and it turns and it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you can then associate your favourite restaurant with that shitty person, for example. So I think in some respects, online dating can give you that distance, but what you then have to be careful of is to not fall into the trap of textation chips. If you do textation chips, online, you should be making plans to meet up as soon as possible. Yeah. And don't be, you know, drawing. What guy wants to be like, yeah, let's just text for fucking three months. Guys want to meet up too. Out the textation chip, as I say it, where you're, for example, texting incessantly, where you're video calling, you know, you think you're building intimacy, but you still don't really know this person. You still don't even know if... Guys do not want that. No guy I know is, like, wanting to do that. They do that because they think that's what they need to do to get to the next step. You're going to be, you know, fully attracted to this person. Now, there are many people who have built, I guess, soji relationships at a distance, but then when they meet, they find they don't have... It just isn't the same in person. 
and you've essentially wasted all that time thinking about you're building something when actually... And because, you know, over text, people can be anything they want to be as well. It's completely different when you're in person, when you have that, yeah. I guess, that physical rapport with somebody. It's a completely different energy. Absolutely. There's a lot of people who I've built, like, a text kind of... Um, you know, like a text flirtation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't even... Gerard just said maybe the Tinder swindler. They don't even know about the Tinder swindler yet. Ah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, there we go. You just... Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Textation chip. You develop that, and then... Throw me a like, everybody, on this YouTube stream if you're watching, and it would really help. Appreciate you. You see them in person, and that chemistry is just not working. It's not the same. You can sound charming over text and just not be charming at all in person, and that's kind of a weird thing how that works. <laughs> I've just it's always weird how that works. To like build like a sense of intimacy with uh, text messages. I'm I am one of those people who actually is bad at texting. I, I prefer to just call or meet in person and only Ooh, text the call for the barest minimum con- communication possible. Um, online dating is is uh, like but like you said they're here to stay actually. So I, I don't know. We're gonna have to figure out a way to, to navigate it that's gonna make us feel comfortable. What I want to see is like a new. I want to see a different type of online dating like website one that's like FDS friendly. We should make our own dating website actually. Like, yeah, you should. You should make your own dating website. Like, yay. Not gonna. Hey, <laughs> if anybody has like $250,000 they want to donate to us so we can make an FDS-based dating app, we will happily do that. You think it's going to cost $250,000? That's fucking cute. <laughs> Contact at thefemaledatingstrategy.com if you want to send us the money so we can do something <laughs> like that. Just let us know. Or here, here, here's a nice little transition to our Patreon. Support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. And on there we have. Or support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash email. Bonus clips and bonus episodes. And also. Bonus uh, episodes. Oh, God. That means I'm going to have to sign up for the Patreon to listen to the bonus episodes. Why don't I? Fuck. Uh. It's basically like a raffle ticket where you can submit a story to us, either a roast to scrote, a queen jit, or a gnosis, and you can tell us about something that went on in your life that you want us to read here on the podcast, um, and we'll select a couple every week, and we'll help you roast them um, if you want to. I- I'm just Wait, are they going to start roasting scrotes going forward? I'm so excited about the roast to scrote. Uh, we will barbecue your scrote. Like, <laughs> I mean, the only good scrote is a well-done scrote. Yeah, the, the only good scrote is a well-barbecued scrote. Glazed and marinated. I mean, come on, guys! It's barbecue season. Like, it's approaching. It's 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 summer. It's barbecue season. Give us lots of scrotes to roast on the FDS barbecue. But also, if you have something positive, like it doesn't have to all be negative. If you just want us to shout you out because, like, you just got married, or you just completed your degree, or you overcome something really special in your life, you, you achieve something really special, or you overcome something difficult, and you just want us to celebrate with you, um, go ahead and sign up for our Patreon and submit your story, and we'll uh, we'll try to snag some of them to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> and we will have a virtual party for your successes. And also, like we say, a it's virtual a raffle, party. But since we have no submissions yet. If you're the first person to submit, you'll probably get picked. So there we go. Um, <laughs> just make Ooh, sure early bird special. That sure early bird special. For just want to get picked this is this is the only time where it's appropriate to be a pick me okay this is, we'll allow this one we'll allow it uh, so the main thing to take away like from you know where are all the men at this segment is when are they going to get to what their current relationship status is this is ridiculous essentially regardless of how you you know choose to to you know, to look for a high value man whether you want to do the swiping method on online dating if you want to meet people in person through networking or if you want to do a mix of the two I mean, ultimately, the most important thing is that you just have to vet him ruthlessly, like however ruthlessly. you to do it, and that includes you know taking your time, and also before you before you go out, you know, looking for a man is to know your standards, your boundaries, you know, around your expectations, and to not 
and to not compromise because it's 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 really easy to construct a list of boundaries and standards when you're single when you're not looking but when you have a man in front of you that can really cloud your judgment especially if you're really attracted to that man and that can lead you to overlooking some serious serious red flags um, and I would also caution against believing that one method is better than the other. If we look at our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, you know, they all did it the organic way, the right way. They met people through church, through school, through family members. And a lot of them ended up with just complete trash. True. <laughs> so then what's the answer? Yeah, that here? is fair. That is legitimate criticism. <laughs> Some of y'all grandpas. Woo. Immediately. Like several people come to mind immediately, but yeah. <laughs> Slight side note, but I I have noticed men romanticize. By the way, I forgot about the bingo today. Well, we'll do bingo on the next one. I gotta add more stuff to the bingo. People were getting bingo too early uh, on the bingo, so no no bingo today. Uh, but we'll get bingo. Right parents' relationships because they ain't heard what their grandma's got to say about their grandpa. And also because women couldn't leave as well. Like people say, why you know people you know people in the olden days stay together for fifty years. I was like, well, when divorce isn't an option, <laughs> people are going to stay in bad relationships. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the stuff that I feel like grandmas will tell like their daughters or their granddaughters about the situation, they don't necessarily share with their grandsons. So then men have a very um, utopic view of how those relationships were. Yeah, exactly. I'd agree with that. So and also just when you're getting to to feel out a guy as well. Just bear in mind that you don't know him yet. A lot of people, I mean, myself, I've been guilty of this as well. When we first start talking to a guy and he's really nice, he's attentive, he is responding on time, we start thinking, oh my gosh, like, he's so kind, he's it. Like, I found my man and it's like, you don't know him yet as well. So it's so, so important to... By the way, I'm just saying this now. Um, once this, if the stream hits 100 likes, I'm going to give away some channel memberships, so... Let's get some likes. Pace yourself. And this is why I would say as well, like don't spend ages and ages like messaging and texting because it builds that. I think it makes you more attached. Yeah, act like you've been treated well before because sometimes I think when that happens, it almost gives the impression, it almost it, it inadvertently gives them the impression that you're not used to being treated well. I, I think that's actually so true. I find in my personal experience, if I tell a guy that the... If I say like, oh, so-and-so treated me like a princess, just kind of an offhanded casual comment or whatever, something happens in their brain where they suddenly go like, oh, like, um, I don't know. Why is it that men will try to give you the least possible amount of effort that they think they can get away with? I don't know. I don't know why they're like that. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, but they need a fairy tale to follow. They're the heroes in their own story. And I think you got to create obstacles for them. I think we love a good obstacle, don't we, boys? Yeah, so, 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 if, you then, if you then start unloading your trauma onto them, which, again, I would strongly advise... No, bad idea. Bad idea. Bad strategy. It then tells them, okay, she's used to poor treatment, so I'm going to see how bad... Oh, don't... Is. You know what? The Great advice. Ladies, keep your fucking trauma to yourself. We're not interested in that shit, okay? Just keep that shit to yourself. We're just pretending we want to be interested. We don't really love us or die. Am I going to do another horrible roommates podcast uh, at some point? Call in next week. I, can, I mean, it's a really, really sad thing, but it is true. Like, you just have to make sure you protect yourself and not get too familiar too soon, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Expl telling your trauma is, again, a high risk, low reward thing. Like, there's very little to gain. It's a zero reward. See, sometimes I really like these chicks. They go, yeah, this is fucking great advice. Stop saddling yourself with all your bullshit. High risk thing. In fact, it's a negative. It's, it's a negative reward because you know, even if he responds in a positive way, I just feel ultimately he can't help you heal from that trauma. That's something that you'll have to address, and you know, the most he'll be able to. Yes, exactly. Stop making men do emotional labor, ladies. Says I'm really sorry. That's terrible, but 
yeah, unloading trauma onto onto men you've just met is just not. It's just it, I don't think it's ever done for good reasons. Just say if your therapist or your friends. Yeah, yeah. If you want to unload on us, we're fine. That's what we're here for. Yeah, if you want to come unload an FDS, like uh, I think it goes without saying that like the way that we are on the subreddit is not how we are in real life. Uh, <laughs> like you can you can vent on the subreddit all you want; it's an anonymous anonymous forum. Uh, but in person, yeah, y- you have to be careful about how you present yourself. Well, here's one thing I actually think online dating can be good for: uh, building your scrotation. Scrotation. Scrotation's got to get on the bingo card. Meet a bunch of guys virtually. And if you're in one of the states where they're still on lockdown and you can or like, you know, whatever, any various phases of lockdown, it allows you to kind of start talking to a bunch of these guys at once so that when you are able to go out and date and if you are already able to go out and date, you have stuff to do. Whereas if you go out to a bar or a club or an event, it may be hard to get multiple numbers because I've noticed guys, once they kind of set their sights on you, they tend to like like to monopolize your time at that event. So let's see, say you meet a guy and you think he's cute. Generally it's actually kind of a struggle sometimes if he likes you to be like, okay, well I'm done talking to you now so I can go talk to other dudes. <laughs> okay. So a lot of people weren't here for the last episode. So people who don't know what a scrotation is. Scrotation is like the female version of like a roster. So if you're a guy and you got a bunch of chicks on the roster, these chicks, they got a bunch of guys in the scrotation. Pretty clever, pretty funny. So, you know what I'm saying? Like they kind of want, well, let's have a drink and let's like, tour whatever we're doing you know, if it's at a concert like oh let's try to go to the front you know like you'll end up building a rapport with somebody and wanting to continue to talk to them um i think the benefit of online dating is detachment meaning like you can get through a bunch of dates in like 20 minutes and that's why we recommend doing the pre-screen phone call and pre-screen skype date just to make pre-screen. sure that he looks like the way he says he does ask some basic questions and if you can get through a decent chunk of those hey do you look like uh i just want to make sure you look the how you said you would okay that's cool i'd like to make sure you look how you said you look. This isn't, I'm asking the questions here. Guys, before you start going on dates, then you at least have a lineup going, right? Like you have a lineup of guys that you're going to be able to Scrotation. see once you, or once you feel comfortable going out and going on dates again. So I think that can be a really good benefit of doing online dating. It's just the ease in which you can kind of get, you can kind of get guys on the team versus like you have to go out of your house every time you want to meet a new crop of guys. So that, I mean, the convenience factor maybe can't be underestimated even though it's more difficult in some ways yeah i think if you approach it with the pragmatism of like a hiring uh like recruitment manager or something like that (laughs) (laughs) um looking for some new recruits and a few good men this is like honestly like if you just replace them with like andrew tate and he's saying this about women people would be like fucking kick these people off of social media uh online dating profile like a resume no uh, pictures of these women recruiters will spend like five seconds or something per per email less than that or per uh resume less than that usually um and yeah you're just able to churn through and the thing is is because there are so many more men than women on online dating um like we mentioned earlier how they go they there's so few women on online dating that they'll use bots and stuff so when you're a woman you can just turn through like thousands of men in a very very short period of time and the benefit of building a scrotation <laughs> should we define scrotation because i feel like this is a word that gets like i, I don't know like that gets like misused a scrotation is when you're talking to multiple men at the same time so you're not exclusive like to one man when you start which i think is a mistake a lot of women make they you know the minute they they see a guy they start shutting off all their options before they even know if this guy is even going to go anywhere and what I like about keeping... Okay, a lot of talk about what... You, they look exactly what you think they look like, okay? or rotation, if he's a nice man. <laughs> they wouldn't be doing this if they were fucking models. There's no models on female dating strategy. Is that it allows you to, to vet objectively because you're not enmeshed into one guy. 
Um, and it also allows you to, you know, to see what's out there, to compare against, you know, what's out there. So I think it's, and, and to not put your eggs into one basket as well. And also it helps you space out your dates because that's the thing. These guys rely on trying to make those fast connections before you start asking the real important questions and then trying to get you in bed really quickly. But I think if you let them know like, hey, I'm dating and you're busy because you're dating, then it puts the pressure on them to come up with excuses and reasons to see you, like compelling reasons for you to keep paying attention to them. Yeah, 100%. And it, and it also stops you from sleepwalking into a situationship, you know, where you've decided to be exclusive when the guy hasn't asked for it. So then you end up in a situation where you're sort of, you know, towing the line of a relationship. But then when you expect the hallmarks of a relationship, so things like commitment, things like, you know, progression, he'll turn around and say, oh, we're not in a relationship. So, you know, from experience, like when I've told... You know, man. Oh, you know, oh, that sounded like that was an edit, by the way. Sounds like maybe something just got said there that they didn't like and they edited it out. Girls know how to edit now. His attitude has just changed. <laughs> His attitude's changed. So I always say, like, there is, there is, I'm still. Yeah. You know. I, I also think women, women have a tendency to idealize men. When you first meet a guy and there's a few positive things about him, the thing is, is men are already over idealized. You should see them objectively. Like Savannah said, objectively, right? It's not about like degrading or dehumanizing men or anything like that. It's about seeing them objectively. And also, quite frankly, men treat women the exact same way on online dating. So there's no reason for you to. Oh, yeah. They have copy and paste like there. text messages. You know they do. I don't know where the idea. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely at one point at the start of uh, when I was online dating and Tinder, I had a file of just things. Came from that. Men will treat you better over time. Just openers, obviously. I'm not a complete psychopath. Right? I don't... I mean, is that true or not? I mean, has that ever been true for anybody? I'd be curious to hear. Maybe people can discuss it on the subreddit and we can read it. But it always seems that, like, again, the standard you start out with is the standard to set your relationship with. Because if you... Yeah. It doesn't really happen the reverse where they start out okay and then over time get really amazing. He immediately Meaning starts like, putting in less effort. Like... It only make, only way it makes sense to me if they make a few missteps. That's I think both, Cobb. Generally, in a relationship, that's both. They're getting to know each other, but generally their character and the amount of focus they have on you is fairly consistent from the beginning, right? Yeah, because he thinks, well, I've got her. So that's it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, ladies. That is what's a wrap. That's a wrap. That, again, he will never treat you better than that. Yeah. Like that's, it's only downhill from there if you allow that. Honestly, we're not wrong. With men, they have to put in a lot more individual effort to get women to pay attention to them or at least like have sex with them. Um, unless they're like massive pickneys, <laughs> but for women, we don't really like our, the beginning of the relationship should be kind of low effort for us. Meaning we're just sitting here looking to see which guys are going to give us the best time. And that's why we just are big advocates of take zero shit in the beginning, because why should you, why should you interrupt your life with any of a guy's shit? Every single interaction you should have with this guy should make you feel good about yourself and, um, potentially a future, right? So if it ever feels like that's not the case, then you switch to somebody else, right? Like you should never have to feel, you should never have to spend a second feeling bad. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for you to ever sit there and listen to his diatribe about whatever he thinks about this year, you know, how women are today or whatever kind of thing, you know, like they all have like a certain fixation on some angle of politics or whatever. There's no reason why you should put up with negging. There's no reason why you should put up with like a wishy-washy behavior and not clear communication. No, you don't. Yeah, the only no, thing, the only change that will happen is that they'll go from the honeymoon love bombing phase to their real self, right? That that version that you see of them at the very beginning, and that's the reason why you have to remain objective is because you yeah, and fucking chicks stop putting in their hair extensions and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, one of the ways you can make it, you know, stress free is 
you know, to fill your life with other things. I know it is so, so cliche, but from, you know, my own personal experience, when I started being busy, when I started doing my side hustles, you know, getting involved with the podcast, I don't have a lot of time. So, you know, things like dating, it's probably at the bottom of my list to the point where um, I have to consciously make time to even text these men back. And it's a complete game changer because I don't have the time to wait around for their texts or... Um, and it isn't you might not even notice it that's the thing like, i don't notice it exactly yeah like before if that's all you have you're stressed about it but if you don't notice it it's like oh you know and then and then the only time you'll remember them is if it is either if the interaction is positive because you feel good about it or it's negative and the second you feel like it's trending negative cut your losses there's no reason to cut your waste losses a second of your breath feeling bad so there's no reason why you should adopt the role of a psychologist and start psychoanalyzing why he only texts you twice a week I have to, again, where do these narratives get injected to our culture that are so pathetic? Like, are you waiting by the phone for his text message? And I feel like, again, it just feels like it comes from women's media, like constantly feeding us these anxieties we don't need to have. I don't know. Yeah, like dating should not be, dating should not be a stressful experience for women, ever. If anything, it should, should just be, the be man for man? after the woman, seriously. Like, great Gatsby that, okay? You're like... <laughs> You're Daisy Buchanan, okay? Like he is, he is Gatsby pining for you with the, uh-huh. the green light. I don't know. I, I watched the see the beginning of any everything recently. I'm obsessed with it. Anyways, <laughs> especially on a platform like online dating, you know, like Lilith you know, rightly said that women are in the minority. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck. Spectrum. Fuck Spectrum. Are they what a shitty service they offer? Unreal. Unfucking real. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, guys, there are days and there are days. And there are days and there are days. Fuck Spectrum. You don't want to talk so much shit about Spectrum. Are we even streaming? Spectrum is the most negative value company on fucking planet Earth, okay? I'm going to wait for some people to show up here. Um, and then we'll get cracking because I don't even see my stream right now. Where is this stream? I don't even, I'm in my shit. Welcome back. I apologize, everybody, for fucking stupid Spectrum, the most negative value fucking business on earth. Christ. Like, how is it, uh, is it that hard to be an internet provider? I mean, I'm sure it's not easy, but... It's kind of like what they do. It's their whole... No, no copyright strike. It's just Spectrum fucking blows. It's all it is. It's just Spectrum. I live in New York City, and Spectrum sucks dick. That's it. There's nothing else to it. I wish I could say that there's some giant conspiracy, and I'm like Sneeko, and they want to fucking take me down, but it's not. It's just Spectrum sucks balls. Um, okay, we're going to wait for a few people. I did not mention the COVID vaccine. Uh, maybe I did for a momentarily. I don't even remember, but uh, I didn't really. <sighs> we're back. I apologize to everybody uh, for this huge inconvenience. Whoops. Stress-free. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I don't know where we left off. We left off around here. I'm going to wait a few minutes, a few seconds, not minutes, just for some people to come back in. And then uh, I'm going to try and find my stream so I can pull up this chat window. And then we will uh, get, we shall get back to it. Thank you, everybody, for joining, for putting up with the nonsense that is Spectrum. We're on episode seven. I don't see this stream, oddly. So I can't even. This is so negative value. All right. Well, uh, very small. Very, very low value. No, I didn't get any strike. because just straight up Spectrum sucks. There's nothing I can do about it. There, there's no alternative internet. I guess I could get... Uh, I don't even know what I could do, really. I, I, I don't know what the option is here. I don't think anything. So we are at, at the mercy of the Spectrum internets. Um, and all right, let's, let's just get back to it. I, I, I can't even find... Oh, here we go. Here's the link to it. It took a, it took a minute to get back here, but we're back. Sorry, let me just pull this up. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me again. We were watching episode seven of the female dating strategy on 1.25 speed, the only speed that you could do it on. And let's go. You have to fill your life with other things. I know it is so, so cliche, but from you know my own personal experience, when I started being busy, when I started doing my side hustles, you know, getting involved with the podcast, I don't have a lot of time. So you know, things like dating, it probably at the bottom of my list to the point where um i have to consciously make time to even text these men back and it's a complete game changer because i don't have the time to wait around for their texts or um and it isn't you might not even notice it that's the thing like, i don't notice it exactly yeah like before yeah had, or they're not texting you back you that, that's, it, it's like oh that's like the boyfriend in canada or whatever you know they go oh this is weird i'm not getting any text back you go, yeah it don't exist New York City, just so people don't know, because we had, a, had an issue with this on Tuesday night with Low Value Mail. Yeah, there's any old building here. It, the only thing you can get is Spectrum. That's it. There's not You don't have a second option. Newer buildings, which uh, we're not in a new enough building for our studio, sometimes you'll be able to get like you know some other option. Older buildings, straight up. You know, and then, and then the only time you'll remember them is, if it, is either if the interaction is positive because you feel good about it or it's negative. And the second you feel like it's trending negative, cut your losses. There's no reason to waste a second of your breath feeling bad. So there's no reason why you should adopt the role of a psychologist and start psychoanalyzing why he only texts you twice a week. I have to, again, where do these narratives get injected to our culture that are so pathetic? Like, are you waiting by the phone for his text message? And I feel like, again, it just feels like it comes from women's media, like constantly feeding us these anxieties we don't need to have. I don't know. Yeah, like dating should not be dating should not be a stressful experience for women ever. If anything, it should be the man pining after the woman. Seriously. Like great Gatsby that, okay? You're like <laughs> you're dating Gatsby Buchanan, that okay? Like he is he is Gatsby pining for you with the the green light. I don't know. I, I watched the Z the beginning of any everything recently. I'm obsessed with it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on a platform like online dating, you know, like Lilith's going to rightly I say that women online are dating. in the minority. So women are technically the prize on online dating. So if a guy is They're objectively the prize, it is just the reality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yes. like women are the the selling uh -huh. point for men. So if a man is treating you badly on online dating, definite 
oh no day in. just definitely next to him like right. men are like buses another one will come in fact it's like the london tube there's one every two to four minutes if you throw a rock outside your house you'll probably hit a man whoa like whoa how, so now we're how, promoting like, hitting men man, for every man who is you know like deficient there are 10 more willing to replace him I'm not saying they'll be any better. Dick is abundant and low Dick value. Dick is abundant, Dick is abundant low and value. extremely low value. True words have never been said. Dating is a complete sausage fest for women and we need to recognise our power and essentially use it to our advantage. You do not have to put up with a second of bad behaviour from men. You actually don't. So don't waste your time doing that, please. If there is one thing you take away from this podcast is that you do not have to put up with a second of shitty behaviour from men. You just don't. You, don't. you, just don't. you really don't. I don't know where the like the the messaging keeps coming from that keeps making women feel like we have to, but like I you if, just notice the reverse how how men how quickly men are are um, able to discard women without a second thought, especially for things like disrespect, right? Personally, I feel like part of that has to do with how men socialize each other, where they're quick to cut off uh, another man if he disrespects him real quick. So they're very, very used to creating boundaries and forcing them. And women, through a combination of socialization and like social punishment for enforcing boundaries, constantly gaslighting themselves to feel... Stop gaslighting to yourself. Like feeling bad Stop gaslighting enough. yourself. Like us feeling good is an unattainable thing that it's just a never-ending cycle of us feeling bad about interactions with men and it just doesn't have to be that way yeah well one of those one of those okay by the way someone just said this but okay wasn't the point of this episode of where are the high value men at they haven't said anything we're more than halfway through and there hasn't been even a, a crumb a clue about where are the high value men we hate is the idea that it's impossible for a man to be attractive and a good person at the same time. God, lies. Like, like you, you know, you see these narratives all the time where it's like, oh, hot guys, you know, all treat women like shit and ugly guys all treat women like, you know, amazingly. Totally Which false. is not, no. Totally like, there's false. so many unattractive men who treat women like garbage. And so many, if anything, I find attractive men have way less of a chip on their shoulder. And they, they also talk to women more. So they just have more experience talking to women just in general, which could be a positive thing or a negative that's one of the could be positive, could be or negative. We provide nothing on this podcast. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It's one of them. Could be both. Up for a long time is the idea that attractive men are somehow meaner or less uh, less good partners because of the fact that they're just objectively handsome or even have women that are interested in them. It's just not true. A lot of times, these guys who are they are really female, fresh and fit. They have similar talking points. Um, just unattractive they don't they don't have the experience with women but they're just as entitled as the attractive man because all men sort of get indoctrinated to this idea of they, what Turn they deserve as men, regardless of what station they are in, in life they all expect uh, a mommy mcbang made right and they all a lot mommy of them McBang that don't man. have experience with women don't get to see us as fully realized humans and so sometimes these guys who are ugly and socially awkward they're not they don't secretly all have good hearts of gold they're like that because they just are right <laughs> They want to believe that, but it's just not true in real life. So just evaluate each guy individually. It does. It has nothing to do with the way he looks. And don't be intimidated by the hot guy. Like, don't assume because you know. I'm he's really a handsome. Yeah, don't be fucking goo goo gaga around attractive Ugh. men. Like that's just you shooting yourself in the foot. Honestly, they have more respect for you when you treat them like a normal human being. Like honestly, trust me. Yeah, it's hard to tell with men too because every man has his type, right? And there's like the the prototypical beautiful woman in the media. And it's all, you know, and I think there's always a discussion about this because of how a lot of women feel like they don't live up to whatever that standard is, right? But like, there's a whole lot of. Guys By the way, do women think that there's no standards for men? Who like women who are 
not like tall leggy blondes right like it, it really comes down to that per- that guy's personal preference some guys like really petite women some guys like really fit women some guys like really thick curvy women and you kind of it's not always easy to t- which one are the three of you we gotta know tell what kind of woman a man is into so i don't know that you should just assume right you shouldn't assume because you're like a curvy chick and um you see a guy who, and you think, oh, he's probably only into women who look like this, right? I think it's actually kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. Um, and yeah, and I know it's hard because like experience can tell, can make you um, create stereotypes in your mind. Ooh, but I, I think hate uh, for your own greater dating success is maybe like don't count yourself out right away. Just, you know, just because. And this whole idea of like, you know, there's a league of looks. I just think it's so problematic just because but you know if somebody you know i guess if you know if a guy is really attractive and he's into you you're not necessarily out of his league if he's into you sort of thing i just think it's just so so problematic yeah and to address because some of the criticism i know that fds gets um to the now deceased uh r cells <laughs> r.i.p yeah oh there's a fem cell reddit um yeah a lot of them f- have felt like well i'm not conventionally beautiful um FDS won't work for me. And we've kind of gone out of our way to say that like Correct. your ability to get a high quality man is not dependent on your looks. Like obviously being more attractive means that it's not independent of your looks. Looks are somewhat of a factor more here. Men who will be maybe. Attractive. I mean, I'm just, I'm also not saying if you're, you know, not attractive or whatever, you have to settle for some guy who like abuse you, but attracted to you helps, but you know, part of attract, part of being attractive is just the effort that you put in on your, on your physical and, mental health right and i just want to say like if like looks was a requirement to secure a high value man like nobody in hollywood or show business would be divorced there are so so many like the most beautiful women in the world elizabeth taylor halle berry elizabeth J-Lo, taylor berry, they've all they've all had failed relationships and that isn't necessarily to say that it was their fault but it just goes to show that these women even they didn't attract high value men right I mean, being pretty won't save you from men's like misogyny and bullshit. They're not going to treat you better because you're conventionally attractive. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Right? Exactly. That you can't. It's it's the issue is always patriarchy. The issue is cultural misogyny. Oh. And also cultural what, misogyny. The thing is, is women need to have a shout out Chad mindset shift when they enter the dating world after FDS. You really need to learn to elevate yourself, even if it may seem absurd, or other people don't agree with you, or it may seem arrogant, or like silly or whatever you have to own that shit okay you cannot ever be in a situation where you think that you're you know where you're you know overly concerned about your flaws or putting yourself down or whatever because society's already doing that for you right so you have to be the one to advocate for yourself in in all matters and vetting it, it really really depends on how much what type of behavior you tolerate like if you're a beautiful woman but you tolerate bad behavior from men you're gonna end up with a low value man it doesn't matter how attractive you are if you have high standards you will always end up with someone who is a good person Oh, no, 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 no. If you have high standards, you're not going to always end up with a good person unless that good person is yourself. You might end up alone. Say they say if you talk to a girl who is hot, you should insult her, neg her. And if you talk to a girl who's average, you should give her a compliment. They literally take advantage of a woman's, I don't know, just like an attack on her sense of self. That's a psychology thing. It works on men, too. It's not a woman thing. It's a person thing. Well, it's like it's a way for them to build up their own confidence to talk to women like that and then bring those women's self-esteem down. Right. So it's a whole that's kind of the the downside of being a beautiful woman. No pictures over like really gorgeous. women. But I am saying like men do target them specifically for abuse because their entire ego is wrapped around these women who they consider trophies. Right. So they some guys would rather like destroy that woman than see her be 
happy and fulfilled if they can't have her, right? So sometimes these women who you envy, like understand that like it comes with its own set of problems with men. They want to collect these women like a Pokemon, like a Pokemon, right? Like, like a Pokemon. Well, I'm bragging the most beautiful women out here, but they don't treat them well, right? And the way that they keep these women attached to them is by constant crazy making behavior, right? Because otherwise these women would recognize their power and balance. But like, you know, these guys try extra hard to keep these women under their th- thumb sometimes, right? Which I know, I don't know if that's, I don't know how to, how people are going to take that, but I, I, I have, I have seen that in action and I find that to be accurate and, and to see it laid out in pickup artistry is basically confirming what I, what I've personally seen. Like a pickup artistry, red pilling, red pillars. I don't know. All of that. These chicks are pretty red pilled. Has been around. Like, even though the actual websites haven't been around for that long, like 10 years, those ideas, those underlying misogyny have been around for centuries. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, again, there's plenty of really, really like, nice people who aren't model tears who have wonderful relationships who have husbands who treat them well who have mutually respectful reciprocal relationships so i i just i get sad when i see women feel like i don't look like this or i don't have this job and i'm not this person so i'm never gonna get a high value male and i'm like no 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 no. you don't understand it's, it most of it is mental and the things you are willing to accept in your life right some you know some of it is demographics right like some of it is like okay if you live like if you're in a country where you know it's really really hard because there's certain cultural influences um pushing men towards the negative part then it becomes a demographic problem but on an individual level you can still fight for yourself to be treated well and that's that's the beauty of adulthood is learning how to stand on your own two feet and advocate for yourself oh another another cultural narrative that is fucking bullshit <laughs> back to call back to cultural narrative again nothing about this episode is called where the fuck are the high value men nothing i don't know or is it just is, was it uh, rhetorical and that they just don't exist are we going from 10% that the the benchmark that they laid out ten percent are high value men. And now we're just getting the zero. We can't find them. Where's Waldo? This idea that um, women under twenty five are desirable and women over twenty five are like old harpies. <laughs> or okay. Anybody who says that specifically is saying over twenty five is undesirable. Is literally they're just fucking with you. They're just saying that to piss you off. Like that. <laughs> yeah, they got that kind of stuff too. From did you see the the online dating to bring it back to the original topic about online dating? But did you see the statistics about men swiping right on girls who were eighteen? That being eighteen was like the most desirable age for women, but fifty was supposedly the most desirable age for men or peak desirability for men. Lies, right? Like who who gallop in your polls a bunch of liars they survey for this like did they have a bunch of 50 year old dudes rate themselves and their preferences like <laughs> but it, but it's but it but, but that ties into like another weird point actually <laughs> that men actually rate themselves as more attractive than they are whereas women are more likely to underestimate their attractiveness i think they're biologically delusional i actually just point think it's like a biological like mechanism to protect themselves i'm not kidding you guys <laughs> sometimes you see like a male animal of a different species and you're just like <laughs> relatable yeah uh, relatable oh my god yeah mm-hmm. like if you ever seen like a male dog just really trying to hunt a female and no matter how many times she throws him off he's just like yeah but i like you i like you i want you you know like it's kind of uh, never heard a dog talk um admirable but i'm like i guess this is the kind of thing they have to do to be successful so yeah when you think about what like male animals are like in nature it's honestly pretty rough for them like their entire existence is based on like just trying to stick their dick in as many females of the same species as possible that's the entire reason same species all the time like i mean (laughs) i hope what males entire existence is like i almost feel bad for just the way that they are in their biological imperative right um you look at a female animal the act of mating is such a small is such a small and inconsequential part of her life 
for a female animal, the reproductive cycle is like you, you get you you mate and then you're pregnant for X amount of time and then you have to nurse it and then raise it and it's just much more you know you have to invest so much more in everything other than mating. It's it's a low priority activity for for women. So, but for men, it's a high priority activity. Mm-hmm. We need to recognize that this is something that's important to men. It's something that gives them status. It's something that they use to show off to other men. That is the entire reason that they exist in their mind. Okay, we like we have the power over to decide their worth quite frankly. I question whether we'll Maybe. be able to socialize that out of them because I think that's... The- They're right in the sense that they do have that power if they were wi- women as a whole were one sort of cohesive unit, like a union... But they're not. And the hope of feminism is that some of that, if we just say men and women are equal and that uh, men can take that's, on more traditionally female hard, roles and vice versa, versa. I, well, I'm with you. I doubt it, right? Yeah. No, that's another thing that um, I think that FDS di- is different from radical feminism. We do agree with a lot of radical feminism, but the one disagreement is um, la- radical feminists tend to avoid the idea that um, there are cognitive biological differences between men and women um, and that all the differences personality wise are socialization. Um, although it's not all of them, not all radical feminists believe the exact same thing, but it's because it's of so the history of, yeah. it's because historically like personality differences based on sex were used to be like, oh, women are dumb and like submissive and yeah, blah, exactly. blah, blah. Right. Like I'm okay with acknowledging personality differences between the sex. So long as we acknowledge that it makes women superior. <laughs> Which again, and guys, guys say the same thing, but it's just guys are superior. Too, because Nothing we talked that. about, um, I mean, they, they know that women are more verbal uh, and are able to understand complex text way earlier than boys. But nobody says, oh, that means men can't be writers. Obviously, they're bad writers. They shouldn't be allowed to write. But like if, if there's something that women don't grasp with the same immediacy as men, they make it seem like it's a blanket inability. And we're all just like cripple, cripplingly unable to do something. Right. It doesn't mean. No, women, like, are object- women are cognitively better than men. We're yeah. more moral. We have more empathy, better communication skills, better risk management. Um, don't underestimate risk management. I, I'm serious. Google yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> women are like objectively better at risk management related tests. <laughs> um, again, right. so yes, like- that's why all the best hedge funds in the world are run by women. Although I guess there is another argument where no, actually that's true. That, that's true because obviously the, the there are a lot of dudes who will take high risk and blow up hedge funds, but there's there should still be a bunch that are run by women that are like, you know, pregnancy and like- nursing, and that's that's our existence is about being smart, right? Fun fact: Did you know that most woolly mammoths um, skeletons are male? And you- that is a fun fact. No, you want to know why? They have tusks, so I assume so. Why? No, no, the females also have tusks, actually. They're matriarchal, just like elephants. But the reason they know it's male because of the size and the hips and all that stuff. But um, the reason why the va- a large majority, like more than two thirds, I think, of woolly mammoth skeletons are male is because um, they go off on their own and die in spectacularly stupid ways. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you look at elephants nowadays, they stay in a herd, they look out for each other. You've got the like alpha female who's in charge. She's the oldest, has the most experience. She's guiding all the other ones, keeps everyone safe, that kind of thing. So they die in ways that don't cause, like they don't jump into volcanoes and like die in like, you know, ash clouds and stuff like that in ways that preserve fossilization. They don't derp their way into destruction. Yeah, they don't derp their way into the fossil <laughs> record. Like <laughs> So wait, they're taking this one super specific case of woolly mammoths? And now just applying this to all human men. Okay. <laughs> hey, those guys are probably like legends in their own mind. Like, I'm going to go in this tar pit right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go wade into this bog and get preserved for millions of years. Yeah. Hi, bird. <laughs> you think of a snuffleupagus. <laughs> so just to, just to tie everything together from this episode, I think the main takeaways are um, to vet, regardless of how you choose to look for a high value man, 
to know what you want and to know your boundaries and standards before you go looking and essentially don't do the equivalent of shopping whilst you're hungry because you're likely gonna end up with a bad meal that's actually a great that's actually a great comparison don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry yep yeah you end up with chips ahoy chips ahoy whipped cream hagen dies when you put a bunch of trash, trash food ritz crackers ice cream like yeah. I mean I mean to be fair, Ritz crackers are nice though, to be fair. Like, I oh, do you like... do you like a nice Ritz cracker? <laughs> Buttery, crispy, and good. <laughs> America <laughs> America Fuck yeah. America's cracker. Yeah. Uh. And also to understand the value that you have as a woman in the dating world. You are valuable, you are special, you are unique. This isn't just Some of you are. Stop generalizing. Just like it's stupid to generalize about other things. You're not all unique. Most of you are not unique. Me blowing hot smoke up your ass. It's actual statistics for every, you know, for every 100 men on online dating, there's probably less than one woman they've actually got a chance with. Um, and that's just, that's even being generous, actually. More like thousands. I don't know if that is true, that it's more than 100 to 1. No one. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and perhaps most importantly is, you know, to not discount yourself. I know there is a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way, but just because you're not conventionally attractive, that does not mean that you're not attractive. And that's something that has taken me a very long time to learn. Um, just because you don't fit the, the ideal beauty standard, like all what you know whatever that is okay well we're getting a better better understanding of what this one looks like it's constantly changing that doesn't mean that you're not attractive to men as well and the other thing to keep in mind is that there's undue pressure on women to settle down faster than women faster than men yeah it's called biology yeah which causes a sense of urgency and which can you know cause you to make again i said on an earlier episode but it's the rotting insides bad judgments the feeling of having to settle down soon and like oh you're you know a depreciating asset and that kind of thing is i mean they literally are that's some fucking in in a specific way propaganda okay like coming from like pot-bellied fat-tittied bald-head dudes by the way sorry <laughs> go but, ahead. But, and, but you've also still got the delusional men who think they'll hit their sexual prime in you know when they're 45 and it's like mate sorry no i can't even with these guys it's, it's i all can't projected. even i'm just imagining what old men are going to be like to, like old men right now are already creepy and entitled imagine what they're going to be like 10 20 30 40 God. years from now <laughs> hopefully extinct am i right <laughs> Yes, but, oh. uh, you know, guys nowadays have been told that they're going to reach their prime, that men age like fine wine, and they're going to be sorely disappointed when they get older. And I, I don't know, they, they're probably going to become like mall shooters <laughs> like that because mall shooters. Yeah, women women are only getting more liberated, not less. So these guys who think that just because their grandfather found like a, 20, a, a wife 20 years younger than him when he was like in his 50s, that's not going to happen for you. <laughs> like That's just it's that was a time when women were dependent on men for economic survival. And since we're not anymore good luck out there right it's just not it's just not something that most women are going to do when there's men of their own age that they're going to be attracted to most women are fantasizing about k-pop stars so like their future wives the women that they think they're going to get when they're older like they're right right now they're obsessed with bts like you're not going to compete with that what okay you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah Guys are com- do you even know what a snapchat is do you know how to use it sorry but you're i mean you're just not gonna are you on tiktok old man like no you're not even gonna speak the same technological language much less like be attractive to these women like it's just not happening good point if you're trying to bag a younger lady get on tiktok <laughs> yeah like 10 20 years from now they're gonna have like holograms and stuff and like he's he's not even gonna know how to use it and it's just gonna be <laughs> ah, stupid dumb old piece of shit who doesn't know how to use a hologram <laughs> did you see that did you see that clip of elon musk grimes and ashniko 
like on oh. <laughs> it looked like Ashniko and Grimes looked like two like teenage girls and Elon Musk looked like her dad. Like that's the kind of age gap. Ew. That's the kind of age gap we're talking about. Yeah. Hey, if you're dating an older man and you want to dead your attraction to him, like ask him to open an Excel sheet for you and then like sort it. <laughs> I'm sure an older guy would probably be better with an Excel sheet. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chicks are so good with Excel. Just, just put him on a fitness test. Old guy fitness test. Like, give him a new piece of technology and then, like, uh, time how long it takes him to figure it out. Then just weigh that against the guys in your age group. <laughs> like, <laughs> confuse the old. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm getting off track. We're getting off track. <laughs> nothing worse than when they just crack themselves up over the... Just the... Nothing funny. I don't know. I don't know what it's about, but they... <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine this, like, what is dating going to be like for these guys when they're in their, like, their time in my prime? <laughs> yeah, the guys right now in their 20s that are already fantasizing about, like, oh, like, you know, the girl that I like 10 years from now, she's going to be, uh, have a bunch of kids and have gained weight and no man's going to want her and blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be an alpha with my business and a bunch of supermodels around me like, Damn. I'm going to be an alpha with my business. And Bilzerian. And like, yeah, that's not going to happen, bro. Like for 99.99% of you. And... On that note, that's our show. That episode is a wrap. Yes. Oh my god, huh? That was fucking exhausting. All right, we're gonna do episode eight right now. We're doing it on one and a quarter speed, though, for for all of our sanity. We're at forty likes. I'm sorry about the tech issue because I know we had more likes than that. But if we get it to a hundred likes, I know there's only eighty viewers right now, but if we get it to a hundred likes, I will give away some channel membership. So. All of you, go like the stream, and we're going to play episode eight. Disney presents The Princess and the Bum. Episode eight of the Female Dating Strategy podcast. Uh, Let's go. What's up, queens? Welcome to the What's Female up, queens? Dating Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Ro. I'm Savannah. And this is Lilith. And today we're going to have a SmackDown fight about which Disney princess is the biggest Pikmisha. Who's the fairest Pikmisha of all? <laughs> the fairest Pikmisha in the land. Okay, I'm, f- I'm, so- I'm just from the start of this, I'm feeling like this is a skip. Uh, we're going to watch. We're going to go five minutes. We should whip out the- And I'm going to put it to a vote. The British accents. Oh, God. The fairest pick me, in all the land. <laughs> oh, God, the accents. Like, two people told me I had a good British accent, and I was like, I don't believe you. No, that was <laughs> I wanted it to be bad on purpose, so I'm offended that you liked it. <laughs> that was my best effort, so y'all can drag that, but that's going to hurt my feelings, because that was the best I could do. Sorry. <laughs> Pulls up. All right, so I'm going to make the case. I'm going to make the case that Ariel is the biggest pick me of all. I disagree. She disagrees. Okay. Okay, so oh tell God. us bro, why? Why? Pray scared? tell. Savannah already revealed to us she has not seen this movie. So you're lucky you made it out of your childhood and wasn't and this wasn't like a ubiquitous part of everything because I remember mermaid everything. <laughs> 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 what do they call it? The the Disney Princess uh, world, the princess world. How does this help women date? With all the different princesses, but Ariel was one of the, the first characters of the Disney Renaissance when they started making these animated film uh animated films directed towards uh girls so ariel was a 16 year old girl who lives under the sea and she has this natural curiosity about life curiosity occasionally goes up to the surface uh she's a mermaid obviously uh occasionally goes up to the surface and collects things that human that humans have and one day she's floating up to the surface and she sees this guy eric on a boat and the boat uh capsizes and then eric 
almost drowns and she saves him and puts him on the beach. She becomes obsessed with this dude, <laughs> absolutely obsessed, and then goes to a witch doctor. That's a good point, Ursula. actually. This is telling about the age of, of the woman. Get back to the surface. So basically, what Ursula is going to do is give her a potion to transform her from a mermaid to a human. But the catch is she has to get Prince Eric to kiss her within three days. Otherwise, she turns back into a mermaid. And also, she loses her voice. She has to... She has to Give Ursula her voice in exchange for. I'm just gonna skip ahead. <laughs> Maybe that should have happened. This is she goes full on, mark. like to like the exact opposite extreme, which is just as harmful. Yeah, the, the diamond in the rough, according to the prophecy. And I'm like, how many prophecies have there been? Like, out of the way, and then she gets crushed by the pillar instead and dies. And then he goes and he goes and rests. All right, her. that's it for that episode, guys. We're making a lot of progress here, though. Whoops, making a lot of progress. That was episode eight of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Fuck. Keep accidentally pressing it. Uh, all right, on episode nine of the female Before we dating get started. strategy podcast, let's make sure this is no. Uh oh, we got a we got a skipper. So they have some weird thing. Oh, here we go. Sometimes they're not in order here. Uh, oh, ooh, episode nine of the feeling of the feeling female Before dating started, strategy I- podcast entitled "We Like Dig." Guys, my brain is broken right now. These women have broken my fucking brain. Episode 9 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. We like big dicks and we refuse to lie. Ladies, don't lie, you size queens. What's up, size queens? Let's go. I just want to make a brief announcement about the state of the pod. We've been getting tons of amazing feedback from women, and it's become very clear to us that a lot of women are thirsty for this type of content. This is a niche well, you better believe women are thirsty. that is desperately needed and has been neglected for a very long time. And we really want to be able to make more content. There's just one problem, and that's money. We would love to be able to quit our day jobs and work full-time on content creation, and the only thing holding us back is the fact that we got bills to pay. If I'm- yeah, you know, and uh, also they did a whole episode on fucking Disney episodes. I'm being totally honest. Long term, though, we would like to expand into other forms of media, such as video, TikTok, newsletters, ebooks, even like real physical books, and so on. And that's why we've set a new Patreon goal. As soon as we hit $10,000 monthly revenue, that will be enough for us to afford to quit our jobs and start working on growing FDS full time. Currently, our schedules only really allow us to post about 60 to 90 minutes of bonus content per month. Boring! And to come. We definitely feel competitive with. Oh, they changed their <laughs> thing. North American. I think it's to come. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, queens? Welcome to the female dating show. Queens. Everyone loves Savannah's voice. Why'd they switch the <laughs> graphic? It fancy, does. It sounds hot. Only Americans say my accent is fancy. Only Americans. I'm Canadians. <laughs> North American. I feel Why'd like you give us much needed class. Just the British accent gives us, like, legitimacy, yeah. Add some class to this organization. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, me and Ro could be, like, you know, Canadian versus... I don't know. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but as a Canadian, we definitely feel competitive with Americans all the time. There's definitely some American-Canadian tension, especially with over-healthcare and... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should feel sad for us, I mean, Especially over guns and healthcare and stuff, and I'm just, like, dissing America. And then Savannah's over there on the other side of the pond, like, no, no, kids, don't fight. <laughs> Don't fight, children. <laughs> America needs to do better. America does need to do better. America needs <laughs> to do weapons, better, though, better so America. Anyways, uh, I thought we'd kick off this episode with some scrote audacity. I don't know if you yeah. on Twitter, but I just saw this tweet about Naomi Osaka, who is a world-famous tennis player, famous for beating Serena Williams at the U.S. Open 
a couple of years ago. She's, I think she's ranked like number two or three in the world now. And she's only, by the way, I really hope that I somehow make it onto this podcast with my Gabby Petito tweet, which is how I found out about them. So let's see, that'd be really, really fucking amazing shit. 23. So super duper queen shit right there, right? Queen shit. She's got this boyfriend and his name is YBN Corday. And he made this, this lyric on his latest rap track that was like my girl would forfeit a tennis match just to meet my grandma she's a keeper basically saying that he's more important than any of her individual matches and i was like i just hope this is him capping shout yeah. out random pussy but why would you cap like why would she cap we're a bunch of fucking why would she cap because he wants to make it seem like he- we're a bunch of 38 old women who use the term cap he's bigger than anything she's got going on right she's willing to sacrifice everything for him seems insulting to his girlfriend honestly i'd be yeah. like, if my boyfriend said something like that in a lyric i'd break up with him right <laughs> just either he's yeah. just lying and this is just ha- him having some good old rap bravado it's almost like he's capping or this is a narcissist and somebody needs to snatch up naomi osaka and be like girl go to your match <laughs> God, Bitch. So, and they, they, i don't think they've been together that long as well have they i don't know because i think they were together secretly and then only went only went public relatively recently so it could have been maybe their timeline is about two years at most but i don't even think it's that i think it's less than two years maybe a year year and a half so yeah i don't know this weekend's uh, news from scroll audacity i just got disbelief. and the worst part is is like that's on the record forever even after if they break up they'll still be floating around that lyric how embarrassing i agree with lilith that's so how embarrassing so humiliating. Yeah. Like, there was a... Didn't Kanye West have a lyric that was also disrespectful to Kim? Oh, Kanye had a lot of lyrics. Oh, he got so many. <laughs> oh, my God. So Guys. Many, like, cheating on her or whatever. Was there, like, a like, rapper who... Did anybody know the rapper who had the disrespectful rap lyric? The one... Oh, no, no, no. It was... It was... Uh, let me just... Uh, it might be a little too vague. They had a disrespectful rap lyric. It was disrespectful towards women. Does that ring a bell like that or talking about like other women he finds attractive i don't know if i if my husband or boyfriend dropped an album like that and i would listen to his music <laughs> i would give him a call immediately after and tell him that i'm sending him divorce papers like no your, okay, it's your boyfriend so. though it's disrespectful yeah the way that kanye has always talked about kim is like she's a collector's item like she's a trophy yeah yeah, yeah some yeah. kind of anthropomorphic sex bot like he doesn't really talk about her it's as a person because I remember him saying human. something on the lines of the reason I like Kim Kardashian is because she doesn't ask me for shit because she has her own money. And I was like, uh, I guess Kanye, right? Oh, so he's a 50-50 guy. Yeah, he's a 50-50 so Kanye 50-50 is a 50-50 man. Right. What? Okay, cool. No. What? No, he definitely said something along those lines. He's got that vibe that's like, oh, she's got her own money. Like, she pays for me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she a billionaire now? Like, she's got more money than him? Yeah, she's rich. She's richer than him. Allegedly, but take all that with a grain of salt because they said the same thing about Kylie and then they had to walk that back. Yeah, take it back. <laughs> Basically, Forbes had to come out and admit, oh, we don't actually check any of their financial statements. It's based on estimates and what they tell us. I'm like, oh, so you can just get up there and lie then, right? <laughs> you can lie, yeah. because It's I, almost like the media lies. I'm pretty sure those like financial statements are confidential, and I don't see many celebrities willing, being willing to hand that information over. Yeah, it's all private. So, I mean, I mean, it's like we're, they're reading like business insider clickbait. They go, oh, what? They didn't vet this? It could be. I mean, it's just, I'm sure collectively. Just, yeah. It's also based on like, what is their business worth? It's not like a bank account. It's not like they have that money in their bank account. They, it's not liquid assets. They can't just like spend. Oh, now they're a bunch of accountants, are they? These fucking female accounting strategies should be the name of this podcast. That, right? Like, so, yeah. Take that with a grain of salt, definitely. But still, don't disrespect your woman, okay? Like, just fuck that. Yeah, Rappers so cool. just, Good idea. just need to feel like they're a big deal. But speaking of a pretty big deal, we're going to talk about 
these guys that got really big deals in their pants. Or think they do. Or think, or they, think do. they do. Yes. We, uh, we're going to talk about our Small most controversial losers. post to men, specifically. Most male, male catastrophizing. Right. New, new vocab term, ladies. Male catastrophizing. When a man runs around in circles, screaming his head off over something that a woman does that doesn't affect him. Misandry. That one. Yeah. <laughs> that thing, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was one of the worst things I've ever had to go in my ear was that noise right there. And I'm doing it for all of you, even though you probably had to listen to it, too. <laughs> Love it. All right. So which post are we going to kick off? I dug into the FDS archives and this one was titled, I am declaring our right as women to have specific penis preferences. Oh, I love this post. They had a complete and utter Armageddon hellfire meltdown with this post. Wasn't there like a follow up that said the guys were literally uh, threatening suicide over that post? I kind of remember this. Yeah, it went round all the. If male, they were, it wasn't. The no way, that's real. Um, and yeah, I remember seeing that follow-up post, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> it's like just log off. <laughs> <laughs> I have some advice for all. First of all, let me let me let's pu- let's pull over and park for a second. Let's pull over and park I for a second. I do not understand all of the guys or people in general who stay perched on FDS. Fucking stay Mad. perched. Do you know you can just log off, right? Or go to a different subreddit? Like, it's actually not hard. Stay perched. Yeah, like, everything we post gets posted to, like, men's rights or, like, it gets cross-posted to, like, male-dominated subreddits so that you can cry about us. And usually even those have comments from guys being like, what are you expecting? Like, why are you, why are you, br-? even other men will tell them, like, bro, like, why are you browsing this female sub knowing it's going to make you upset? Like, not good for you, bro. I don't, I don't even care that they critique us. It's the crying about it. It's the like, do you understand some people are very sensitive about their penis? Okay, log off then. Like, look at something else because women aren't going to stop, stop loving big dicks because it makes you feel bad. And also, like, welcome to our world, okay? Like, women are fed messages that our bodies are not good enough from pretty much, like, the moment we can fucking read. So, you know, like, if you're being made to feel insecure about your body for the first time, it's like, wow, that must be really hard for you. Yeah, it definitely feels like a you know, the, the world's tiniest violin playing in the background while they're complaining about this. It's like, well, there's nothing we can do about our penises. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> what do you want me, what do you want me to do about the fact that you can't do anything about it? What do you want me to do about that? Especially <laughs> since, like, unattractive women, for example, get, like, ridiculed all the time. So, like, if a guy's like, oh, I have a small penis and women don't want me, like, that sucks. But guess what? There's a lot of women who are like, oh, guys make fun of my nose for being too big or whatever. Like, do you th- guys, those guys show the same compassion to those women? No. Therefore, I don't care about their opinion. Yeah, they're angry. I mean, they've been really Go angry off, about queens. body positivity stuff. I mean, they've been vocally angry when brands put women who are even slightly yeah. overweight. Oh, this politically correct censorship and like blah, blah, blah. The mainstream media is trying to force us to sleep with fat women, blah, blah, blah. They've been vocally against body positivity when it was about women. The moment women start saying something critical about men. Oh, my God, you're body shaming me. And it's marketed towards... I have never in my life heard a guy complain about being body shamed. Again, I'm sure this is a subreddit. Could probably not even... Might not even be real. Who knows? Who knows? Women. So I'm like, do you need a Dove soap for women? Do you need like Dove body wash? If not, then just don't look at it, right? Like it's not marketed towards you. So yeah, true. I don't understand why they keep saying, oh, they're forcing it on us. I'm like, no, they're not. They're putting it on women's magazines and using it to appeal to women's sensibilities. So nobody's forcing shit on you. Uh, don't look at it. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, in the past when they used to have beer commercials and they'd have all these women that would be clearly full of like lip fillers and plastic surgery or half naked. Flat stomach. Just straight up photoshopped pictures like. You just look at it and you're like, well, it's not marketed towards me, even though I know some women would feel bad about it. But it's also like, 
it's just not marketed towards you. So you kind of look at lad mags and things like that, like lad they're mags. playing to their audience. I just don't understand why men just can't let it, just let it ride guys. I don't know. You know, I don't understand why they're so upset. Yeah. Well, cause women, when we, when women feel bad, we're expected to just like suck it up. When men feel bad, they expect everyone around them to listen and care. No, and when men feel really bad, good. we just quietly kill ourselves and nobody knows why. Don't have to feel bad. Oh, well. So to, I, to that, I say like, dude, suck it up. Like, welcome. Suck to it up. Oh, buttercup. Well, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> back to this post about dick size. Savannah. So I will read the offending article because it is, it's just a goldmine um, article. And we'll also link it in the podcast description as well. So you can have a peruse for yourself. The comments literally made me die laughing. Um, but the actual essence of the- They made me literally die laughing. 30 likes away, people. And I'll give away some channel memberships. It didn't, even, it didn't even say that bigger dicks are better. It just says that, you know, women should have a preference. But anyway, on to the tale. And this is under sex strategy. So I'm tired of, of hearing that dick size doesn't matter being thrown around in our culture because, yes, the fuck it does. Dick size doesn't matter is a huge male cope that women keep being pressured to buy into, to virtue signal and cool girl, in quotation marks, whilst ultimately denying ourselves aspects of pleasure we would otherwise experience if we were just brutally on. Didn't they say on the last episode, not the last episode today, but uh, one of the episodes that I covered on the last stream that they were talking about that, that it didn't matter, or at least it wasn't, I don't know. About what we liked in dicks and looked for that. All facts. Penis size and shape matters a lot for women's orgasm ability. This is not the same as men having a preference for boobs or ass size, because women will literally not be able to orgasm during a penis and vagina sex with some... Just the way God intended, am I right? Dicks. <laughs> and my theory as to why I think a lot of women can't come from a PIB sex is that the dude's dick size and shape ain't cutting it. But we're never allowed to... Yeah, you fucking weird-shaped dicks. ...to admit that to ourselves because men keep cutting us off when we try to assert ourselves on this issue. We're not cutting you off! It's true. It's true. I mean, have you... I have seen so many women's magazines and male dating coaches that whenever women... women bring up penis size or whenever there's a question of does penis size matter the conclusion of the article is always it actually doesn't matter that much guys i mean it's always that is the conclusion and i'm like that is just false <laughs> yeah these articles that you mentioned they always conclude with something like oh it's not the penis size that matters it's the motion <laughs> of the ocean it's uh you know it's about like if he, you know he can make up for it by going down on you and stuff like that here's the thing is is like most guys even ones with small penises have bad motion of the ocean like right. they can't even do that okay <laughs> they can't go down or they they have they have bad motion of the i just like how calm she goes they have bad motion of the ocean they try to go down on you but then do it for like 15 seconds like badly and then you know they just want to like guys with small dicks are just as selfish as guys with big dicks okay like there we they go. just want to stick their dick in and then you know be over and done with like they're men like they still don't care about women's pleasure regardless of dick size and so i don't see why i have to be extra charitable to sort someone with a small dick knowing that he's probably not going to show me the same courtesy right that's that's also the subtext there that, that that somehow all of these guys who have smaller dicks are making up for it with other skills but they all have basically the same skill set no matter what their penis looks like mm. and i think that just comes down to again this all the sex scripts being written by porn so and 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 truth be told the guys that have smaller dicks are probably going to try to murder your cervix because they have a complex about it Right. So murder that cervix, boys. Like, again, it's a liberal fairy tale where, you know, this is what it would be like if we were in an ideal world where everyone was cared about consent and everyone was a generally good person who cared about other people and blah, 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 blah. The thing with these liberal fairy tales is we don't fucking live in that world. OK, like we don't live in a world. We don't live in that world because we spend too much time protecting men's egos. And this is a big area where their egos are being protected at the expense of our sexual pleasure. Why do we lie about this? Why do we lie about this? It's not to say that every woman needs a gargantuan dick. Again, 
vaginas are different shapes and sizes, right? So it just depends. So yeah. What do we guess on these girls' vaginas? Big big ones? I don't know. But let's yeah, go why should on. women why should women li- women lie about our sexual preferences and our sexual pleasure when most men go around saying mean shit and then being like, oh, I just speak the truth or I'm just blunt. Uh, I just tell it like it is, blah, blah, blah. Like they don't care about caring about protecting other people's feelings. Most men actually get off on like causing women psychological anguish. Who's the Prager you black chick? And I think it's time they get a taste of their own medicine. But anyways, continue. I think in this arena, especially because it's, it's yeah. just way lopsided in favor of men because of porn. There's no, there's nothing in our culture that counteracts the influence of porn. Nothing. The only thing that kind of counteracts it is like, uh, religious conservatives yeah and i don't even agree with them because they're not i I don't agree with how religious conservatives are opposed to porn not because of the way it affects women but because of like they think just nudity is wrong or whatever i don't like how they ignore the way that it affects women and it's it's very much madonna hall complex with religious people it's not like lilith said it's not really out of concern for the exploitation the abuse of women it's more and a lot of them still watch porn anyway so there we go well the one thing i'll say about that and this is kind of related but uh the one thing they do have in religious culture is the idea of guarding your heart and mind, which means that these guys learn that it is their job as a quote unquote Christian man to actually filter out the things that they watch rather than just being coomers and then calling it feminist. So that, that that's a little bit of a difference where I'm like, at least on the conservative side, even though I'm not defending their attitudes toward it, like they have some kind of mechanism where they at least acknowledge like, okay, you can't just be out here being a, a gross ass coomer forever. Like at least try <laughs> to like not creep out your wife. But we, we digress. Let's go on. What's, next? What's going on? We digress. And so I learned from my doctor that vaginas and cervixes can be naturally curved internally too. So if you are both curving in a different direction, that shit will never feel good. But if it curves in the same direction, but... maybe you would find when with curved dicks amazing. So the good news for men here is that penis preferences can go in either direction. Because I think it varies depending on the optimal dick size and shape from woman to woman. Now, for example, I once dated a guy with an absolute anaconda, but it curved so severely to his left it made sex extremely uncomfortable and outright painful at times. He was porn sick, so I suspect his curving issues for us came from Peyronie's disease, which is what happens when men beat their dicks so ferociously they develop internal scar tissue that makes it excessively curved. Ooh. You See, do this, that? Is, this is valuable sexual information. Did you know about this before? No. I had no idea, but this actually completely has changed my just all of my because i dated a guy who also had a dick that just like went completely to one side it was like a fucking door handle okay like <laughs> i'm not even joking it was like fl- he would be standing there naked and erect and it was like flush oh with gosh. the right side of his body i'm not even joking and I, mean, so- I mean can i mean can they actually like bend the dicks that way because of porn I, I don't apparently he just really just masturbated a lot and so Let's, let's, I just think they're like that. Is that for masturbation? Let's read, let's read this Peroni's disease description because it, it seems it seems that yeah, you can damage your penis that it develops internal scar tissue, right? Almost like like if you do the death grip thing, yeah, that's a thing. And so death it was so grip. weird because if we were having sex and his dick like overhand for a second, it would like go completely in a different fucking <laughs> universe. It would be in a different <laughs> realm. Like I think she was talking about the butt. I think she just what she just was saying was the butt. <laughs> and be like, where the fuck did it go? And then after like. Up your butt. Figure where it was and it's like, can't just slip it back in quickly. You have to locate it. Use GPS. It's covered in shit. That's coordinates. Like, where the fuck is it? In your butt. (laughs) So the official official Peyronie's disease description is, Peyronie's disease is a penis problem. This is from WebMD. Caused by scar tissue called plaque that forms inside the penis. Penis plaque? It can result in a bent rather than straight erect penis. So it says most men with Peyronie's disease Peroni's disease can still have sex, but for some it can be painful and cause erectile dysfunction. So 
then it goes on to say what causes Peroni's disease. And it says doctors don't know. Uh, it says doctors don't know exactly why Peroni's disease happens. Many researchers believe the fibrous plaque can start after trauma, hitting or bending that causes bleeding inside the penis. You might not notice the injury or trauma. In other cases, it may develop over time, which may be linked to genes. In some men, injury and genes could be both involved. So basically trauma to their dick probably developed over time of excessive meat beating. Excessive dick trauma. By the way, we're 26 likes away. Let's get there. I'll give away some memberships. Although I can't choose who gets them, but I'm going to give some away. It says the symptoms can develop slowly or it can appear overnight. So it could just be something like you just keep tugging at that muscle. You're going to keep internally damaged. There should be dick dentists to get all that plaque away. It, and then eventually causing the, the plaque to build up underneath the muscle and then bend it. Damn. Imagine being such a coomer that you literally cause trauma to your dick when you masturbate. Like, what? <laughs> what? That's <laughs> wild. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like there's some like solutions here that seem pretty grotesque. So they're saying you can get surgery where they'll actually remove or alter the tissue on the penis opposite the plaque. So then that like straightens it out because it removes the pressure. Yeah, good old fashioned dick straightening. It's like when you have a tomato plant and then it's fallen over and you get one of those rods and then you tie a string around it. And then, or you can get, you can remove the plaque and get a skin graft, which is like, oh my God. Whoa, that's intense. <laughs> what if you yeah. just became ambidextrous and just jerked off on the other side? I wonder if that would work. <laughs> Balance it out a bit. <laughs> these are the questions that these are the questions that sex positive people need to be answering because I have I mean I want to know I have questions yeah we all have questions Anyways, lady continue. his dick girth also makes blowjobs a complete <laughs> fucking chore <laughs> I got tired of getting locked on started to get turned off from doing it I, like I can completely understand yeah that one but on the other hand I oh it sounds like someone's been getting a little lockjaw have we i dated a guy whose penis <laughs> was smaller and less girthy than the guy mentioned above but had a slight upward curve and it was amazing because it naturally pressed against my g-spot he was also able to keep much firmer <laughs> erections and his penis skin was softer and smoother so it was way more pleasurable for me visually and physically than the man with the bigger dick i didn't mind blowing him at all in fact i really enjoyed it so if it, this feels like another olive branch to men right yeah. Like, they yeah. should be able to understand, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, other things besides just the size that goes into what makes an aesthetically and physically appealing penis. Yeah. So I'm not, because, I mean, this, this paragraph, um, the author's experience was saying that a guy with a smaller penis was actually better. <laughs> so I'm not sure why the small yeah, subreddits small were getting so unite. I mean, first of all, they probably <laughs> didn't read the actual post. True. So, like True. they just went by waste what other people were saying the post was about <laughs> and then secondly we have to remember that men are very simple-minded creatures and they have this very like this view that uh, this linear view of penis size like the bigger the better kind of thing big, mm, and yeah you know they, i don't know no, if, it's just the bigger the tastier you've ever seen in porn some of these guys have like <laughs> dick that's like a fucking foot long and you're just like how right a guy looks at that and he's like yes big penis big means more man big penis more man <laughs> it's like they're literally that like neanderthal like in their mentality so the idea of having a a bell curve you know, the ideal size being somewhere in the middle. It's just like doesn't work with that linear perspective. Bell curve, eh? Now that what? The next thing you're going to start doing race and IQ stuff? These chicks are crazy. I've seen science, like scientific studies about human evolution that kind of prop that up. And you can kind of see that a lot of that comes from that community as well. Because I, I, I can't remember the exact article, but <laughs> sure. if I find it, I'll post it. Um, but it was about how they think that human penises grew larger in comparison to uh, the body weight of humans compared to other animals. So if you if you look at the penis weight versus the body weight, human penises are propor- proportionally larger than most animals. And they think that happened when we the became- most primates. Yeah, yeah, the most primates. So they think that happened when we became bipedal. So that this girl sure know a lot about dicks for chicks who don't ever use them or see them. And the penis is like a prominent visual thing. 
and that it may have been our early ancestors that the females were more attracted to the men with the more prominent penises since they could see them now that we were bipedal. So yeah, maybe. Kind of like how deer have like antlers and female deer think bigger, better. So I don't know. But see, it's not, it's not even that. <laughs> Is that true? Dicks like antlers? Well, because like lions, for example, uh, they're attracted to lions' manes. Lionesses are attracted to lions' manes, but it's the color they're attracted to. So a big mane is not that much better than a smaller mane, but a dark mane is really, really sexually attractive to lionesses. So it's not always like immediately bigger is better. Mm. And that's the study that people Gucci that study mane? lionesses have said. But I, you know, Sorry. I don't know, right? We don't know. This is all guess and conjecture. <laughs> but I can tell you right now in 2021, it's not all just about the size, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Even though it is about the size, it's not entirely about the size. Let me correct that. Not entirely about yeah, the we size. Yeah, we have a more nuanced, like some of these guys are just not capable. <gasps> we have a more nuanced. Of having a nuanced opinion. They like mm. to use that nuance. Like FDS doesn't have any nuance. Bitch, we are more nuanced than any of Bitch! <laughs> and another very under-discussed topic is also dick visual aesthetics. Some men's diet and... Okay, you're asking for trouble here if you want to talk about genital aesthetics. Ladies, you want to get into genital aesthetics? We want to do this? All lifestyle choices definitely showing their cock and balls. It's fa- facts. <laughs> Child. Wait, look, finish, finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. No, go for it. And <laughs> definitely showing their cock and balls. And make them dry, stank, disgusted. <laughs> And ashy. Makes them dry, stank, discolored, discolored and ashy. And ashy. <laughs> Breathe it and believe it. Yeah. <laughs> a common denominator I found in the men with aesthetically pleasing penises is that they take care of themselves in general. Their penis skin felt smooth and velvety and moisturized and didn't have velvety? Much, and didn't have much of a smell. The discoloration was minimal and they could get erect and pulsating without much issue. And they were also courteous enough to trim their peeves down neatly so it didn't look <laughs> So it didn't look like an unkempt lawn around an abandoned house. What Brilliant the imagery. Fuck is going on Brilliant imagery from Jammies. Ode to Jammies. I'm literally bowing to that image. That's like poetry, man. Like poetry. That's dick poetry. She should have a Pulitzer Prize for that. Wow. I just. It's one of those things where you just wonder why isn't this sex positivity? I feel positive about this after reading. Don't you feel more positive about sex HIV now? Positive unkempt about lawn this. around an abandoned house that made me feel really good to read that. Yeah. I mean, but it, but it, but it's true though, and but I think but it, but it, that. You know, people are lying to men when they make out like we don't notice these things. Yeah, lies. <laughs> because we absolutely do. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all lies. Yeah. It's all lies. Especially when a guy is like, "Yeah, like tell me you like that." It's like, is your fetish like me lying to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that your kink? And then leave it. Literally, it's like the idea behind like it's just like the idea behind like the dick rating. I don't know what guys get out of that. Like, do you want me? To- dick rating is one of the funniest things on earth. I also agree. I don't know what guys get out of dick rating. Give you a ten? Yeah. Why? Oh my god. I- How many dick ratings have these girls possibly done between the three of them? I read the saddest fucking article that was about a girl who was like, yeah, I went to school for four years, got like a, an English major, and then as soon as I graduated, my first job was giving $3 dick ratings. And she was like actually saying it like she was proud of it and being like, yeah, like I've gotten so much good feedback saying my prose is like, I'm such a good writer because of the way I write about their penises. It makes them feel so good. It gives them constructive feedback on areas they can improve. And I was just like, she literally writes report cards for dicks. How much did she charge for this? Maybe we'll put this on Patreon. $3. <laughs> God. You know what? I don't really want to- How many quid is that in it? I see that many penises though because I feel like I'm going to get traumatized, but I almost feel like we should do this as a public service. We should just like let them know. You know, especially if- Guys, should I on low value mail start offering vagina ratings? What do you think? How uh, what do we think? Maybe the $10 tier vagina ratings? It's like they could put their penis in better lighting, you know, if they put them in that orange uh yellow light bathroom background and you're like what the hell is that i actually have had a lot of guys send me messages on reddit saying like you should offer a dating service for men where you like (laughs) criticize them 
like in a way because guys will straight up admit like I'll pay for dating advice and I know that they're flattering me and they do it on purpose to try to get more money out of me right um, but if- all right people 10 more likes 10 more likes and I'm gonna give away five memberships to the YouTube channel also subscribe Make sure to subscribe. If we give it them honest feedback that they can actually improve upon, that's going to do more more benefit for them <laughs> than just this pointless flattery. True. All right. Well, look out for the female dating strategy, uh, Scrote Dating Service, the Save Us Scrote tier. Yes. Scrote Scro- dating, <laughs> dating Service. Pay us. That's so funny. Oh, my God. So they have – I didn't know this because I I'm, I'm, haven't signed up for their Patreon, but the $5 tier for my thing is called the Scrotes, and their things is called Save Us Scrotes. <laughs> it's for your own good. It's for their own good. Um, and speaking of our Patreon tier – Visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. No. Um, we have bonus content as well as the opportunity to be selected to read a story of yours, positive or negative. You can do a roast to scrote, a Gnosis, roast or scrote. a queen supreme, and queen we'll supreme. read it aloud on air and we'll roast them for you or we'll, ce- we'll celebrate your success. Yeah. You know what? I actually can't wait till they start doing the roast to scrote segment. Yeah. So check that out. Wait, I just saw... Maybe I should sign up for the Patreon and then have them roast me. A word in this article, penis papules. Okay, let's go ahead to that. <laughs> so... There's no pictures, Chad. There's no pictures. We can't... I, you, like, you guys are fucking... There's a hundred of you right now. Find some pictures. Excited. I don't know. Five more likes. Than watching some... A porn sick, a limp dick, jerk his penis forever. Like, only for it to look like a partially cooked noodle. Again, 10 out of 10 images. Really good noodle. Pros. I also hate when guys have that scarlet ring around the head of their penis that makes it look like an earthworm poking out of the bushes. But that's just me. Isn't that like uh, uh, when they get their foreskin removed? I think that's usually what that is. Yeah, that's a circumcision ring. Like, I think that's a circumcision yeah. ring, yeah. No, a circumcision I, I ring where there's a bunch of fucking rabbis in New York City and then they do these underground circumcisions and then they sell the foreskin to people in China and then they ground up the foreskin and then they use it in, like, teas for uh, for the penis. I don't It's just scar tissue. I don't mind that personally but do you have okay so do you have a circumcised versus uncircumcised preference circumcised 100 percent. yeah no i don't i don't like uncircumcised guys at all it looks like a little fucking worm poking out of a like hoodie i don't know it just looks wrong to me it didn't phase me but i'm more worried about cleanliness and i wonder if it's one of those things because there's like there's a whole men's rights movement about circumcision being genital mutilation but i wonder if it's one of those things where a while ago, they figured out that the bacteria could get trapped into the foreskin and then cause like vaginal ex- in- infections. Yeah, they figured that out because 2000 that's the thing years about ago. dealing with guys who are uncircumcised is like I think I'd be way more worried about the cleanliness issue. Like, how often are you really getting in there? Because I wouldn't want all that gunk in my vajayjay. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard is if you if the guy cleans his dick and is really careful about like pulling it back and cleaning it, then the foreskin is actually more hygienic because it like protects from I don't know abrasion germs kind of how like women have like labia right to protect to prevent bacteria from getting in there but the reality again fairy tales the reality <laughs> on the ground is that most tell miss chad to get them chad. clean their dick fairy tales Guys, do, they don't even fucking wash their they don't even wash their hands after they go to the bathroom they literally will take a dump wipe their ass and then just leave that's the unrealistic expectation <laughs> like okay re, like they realized a long time ago thousands of years ago that men are fucking dirty and don't wash their dick and that's why they circumcise them and yeah personally i do think it's like uh, I, i'm against genital mutilation of babies uh for male and female um but I will say my dating preference is I definitely prefer guys who are already circumcised. That's just my preference. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm also not it? a big fan of the penis papules. They look like genital warts. And they're apparently more common in men who aren't circumcised. So I didn't know what those were. And now I'm reading this. Wait, let's, let's, like, let's take a detour. So 
penis papules. Ew! I know. Thank <laughs> God. You know what? We've been asking for a while. We go, man, it would be nice if this uh, podcast was a video podcast, you know? And then now we're like, thank click on the link. God. I didn't need to know that. Yes. Yeah, I clicked on that link and saw that picture. Ew. So, honest to God, the first time... Four I- likes away. Come on, people. When I saw those, I thought they were herpes. I was like, this guy has herpes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they, like... Because you can't tell that those are... No, again, information that would have been really great in, like, any type of health class or any type of sex positivity media magazine is, like, what are those little bumpy things on the tip of a guy's head? It's not herpes. They're penis papules. And apparently, they're, like... They're almost, like, um, like spines, essentially. Spines? Um, penile spines. So, it's, like, I don't know. It's penile just, like, like, little pieces of skin and cartilage that just, like protrude out but they're not like genital warts like they look like have you seen those i'm reading this wikipedia and i'm like going down a rabbit hole like wow okay so they're a normal anatomical variation in humans and are described as vestigial remnants of penile spines i I do what's a penile spine for example male cats have like a spiky penis and that's why mating for female cats is actually very painful because it literally scratches out the inside of her vagina it's a way of like preventing other males from mating with her um, so yeah, that's again, a mate guarding adaptation. I didn't know that there was a vestigial version of that in humans though. And now I'm horrified. Have you seen them before? No. no. Have you ever seen, I've seen them before. I've seen them. Up close. Okay, maybe it's, wow. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> that, maybe that's just because I only fuck guys who are circumcised though. Uh, cause, cause it says it's more common guys who are uncircumcised. One away. Let's go. I, uh, so, I mean, there have been times where, like, I'm with a guy and I pull his pants down and I see any bumps and I'm like, nope, swerve. Bye. I don't care what they're caused by. If yeah. there's a bump on his dick, mm, no, no, no. I don't care if it's an ingrown hair. Whatever. I'm not risking it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So it says in she this, in this uh, second paragraph, as of 1999, different studies have produced estimates of incidents ranging from 8 to 48% of all men, which is a... Again, what is the female dating strategy here? This is just a straight up dick preference. <laughs> like, we're we're the fucking rubes right now here. I just like to make this clear. We are the rubes because we are listening to three chicks talk about their just dick preference. Massive variance, by the way. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. It's, 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 one uncircumcised males and 7.1% of circumcised males. But I'm wondering, like, is it caused by the circumcision or if it's just something that in populations that are less likely to be circumcised, this develops? This is what's not clear about this. Like, is the circumcision why? Like, does circumcising it prevent these from developing? That's what's papules. Yeah. But that looks, that image is like, I don't. It's now. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. It's not very appealing. That one. That one looks like it's pretty pronounced. Like the most. Most of the times I've seen them, they're just like. I'm trying to. Well, I don't know. If, I haven't seen that many dicks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, don't go on the related articles. There's one that's like. How many know, dicks have you seen? All the different species that have. Tell like, us. Like male cats, for example, that have like literal fucking barbs on their dick. Like God. <laughs> you can get them medically removed. This article says. So, you know, tired of girls thinking you have herpes. You know. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> on to the balls now. I do like thicker and plumper. I like thicker. I kind of hate when a guy's ball sack is long and droopy and looks like a laundry bag with a soccer ball thrown in at the bottom. Yeah. One soccer ball? Versus American because they didn't say football. (laughs) Football? (laughs) The the imagery is just 10 out of 10 on this article. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you have a ball preference? Because I think I've developed a ball preference. No, a ball preference. Oh god! Rate. By the way, you got to turn on receiving gifts if you want to be eligible. Because I don't think every you have to have it turned on. Otherwise, you might not even be an option. Show to the dicks, in my mm. personal opinion. I agree. <laughs> like cause a guy with huge balls and a tiny dick that looks wrong. A guy with a huge dick and tiny balls. Yeah, also wrong. I agree. It also means he's probably on steroids. Does uh, it? So very small. Yeah. So I mean, does the rest of his body look like he's on steroids? And swerve that, in my personal opinion, but. Yeah, I like the spherical nature. Like, 
like if they like a nice sphere. more spherical they look instead of just yeah i like them to be tight and perky yeah <laughs> instead of just like droopy because okay don't we all ladies don't we all i don't know if anybody's experienced this we've ever had it when he's hitting it from the back especially if he's taller than you oh, two men, two men, and then two men. or like a lot taller than you i should say right so like have you ever noticed shout if out to rick he's got like droopier balls there's like a couple of second time lag in between his dick stroke and then when the balls hit the back of your thighs Thighs. Like back of your vagina. And it's just me. Okay, am I the only one noticing these things? Like, like, what? Sometimes it's like an eight. I sorry, <laughs> sorry. Gotta rewind. Gotta rewind. What the fuck did I just hear them say? The balls at the thighs. A lot taller than you, I should say. Right. So, like, have you ever noticed if he's got like droopier balls? There's like a couple of second time lag in between his dick stroke and then when the balls hit the back of your thighs. Why would it hit the back of your vagina? Am I the only one noticing these? Like, like, sometimes it's like an eight count. It's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) It's like thunder and lightning. Like when you when you see you see lightning, you count five, and then that's how you can tell how far it is. But by the time you hear the thunder, exactly. I like one thorough thrust. I like to feel the dick and then the balls right at the end. Well, then you get what you want is you want a dude with a one inch dick and a really small. Just tiny ball sack, and it'll just it'll do that. It's like a single unit. Can I get an amen? <gasps> amen. <laughs> amen. Whatever feels good for Isis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like. I, or, or like if they like go at the same time, so it's like but um, but um. Like I don't know why, but I find that fucking distracting. <laughs> like, for, I don't know why, but now I have this imagery of like you know that um sport that's like a pole with a string and a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, like tetherball sport where you're like tetherball, uh, tetherball, tetherball, tetherball. I don't know why, but now I'm imagining a guy with droopy balls as like tetherball. Like he's just got two dang little tetherballs, like holding on by a string. <laughs> yeah, and if they get wrapped around that pole, he's got to have surgery or he might die. It's exactly like that. Pendulous. <laughs> Again, if guys can talk about how our boobs look saggy after we have children, that I don't see why I can't tell, talk about these like saggy old man balls. Hey, Miss Chad, I know these ladies are. I've been looking. I'm. I, trust me, I've tried to find them too. They're oh, tough. Le- they all have Twitter profiles. You can go find their Twitter profiles, but they're anonymous. Less physically and sexually, they know what's up. Pleasing they are. Fair, fair. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll come up with some ball Botox. I think Dave Chappelle did a bit on that, <laughs> putting some Botox in your ball. Yeah, time for men to start spending more money on their appearance. Like women already spend so much money on our appearance. It's time for men to get get on that. <laughs> Get with the program. Stop spending their coins. I want to see the advertisement. Do you want thicker, plumper balls? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just listen to the female dating strategy podcast and feel like shit? Buy our product. Buy our penis enlarging product. No. Oh, when they start doing the comedy. Big woof. I swear to God, if someone creates that, I we will advertise it. <laughs> just out of spite. Someone create like, like, yeah. Uh, Hashtag not sponsored, but I, we'd like to be right. sponsored. <laughs> like a pill. Take this pill and make your yeah. ball snap back for you know from when you were nineteen again. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing yeah. all these thoughts out because I think part of reclaiming our sexuality as women is declaring our right to have penis preferences. We should be able to describe in detail what looks visually pleasing to us and have a right to learn, sometimes through trial and error, what size and shape works best for us to achieve orgasms. <laughs> I've never seen this talked about in great detail anywhere else, so I thought it would be a great exercise for FDS to do. This was a great post. It was. And here's my declared penis preference for the culture. Actually, for the culture. Actually, it lines up really nicely with my own personal one. So, like, me and this all the time, we are, <laughs> well, we are dick twins. <laughs> dick twins? 
So I prefer a dick around six and a half to eight inches in length, slightly curved upwards, minimal discoloration, absolutely no postules, a mushroom head, smooth skin, thick balls, and slightly veiny. It feels good to get that out there, and I feel free. <laughs> so ladies, puff out your whole chest and declare your penis preferences loudly and proudly in the comments. And any scrotes lurking in this post, do not harass our users because we will report you to Reddit. <laughs> Hate you, scrotes. Savvy had to threaten them, right? Like, you knew they were going to freak the fuck out, right? <laughs> yeah, this is, looks like I'm looking at the historical archives, like, of the early, early days. I mean, this is what actually, like, made me sit up and, like, take notes of FDS when I just saw the reaction. And then at some point, we'll read out the, the follow-up post that Jammies wrote regarding the reaction. because Jammies! That is another tale of fuckery from men. Um, but yeah, yeah, this post was, oh gosh, it, it was the it was the post I didn't think I needed, but I absolutely, <laughs> that I absolutely needed. I've never seen like dicks dissected in such a way, and a lot of it, and also what is is the is the neutrality? It's not saying that you know bigger dicks are better or smaller dicks are better. It's basically telling women you need to find what works for you. And yeah, that's for everybody. Every this lid is... has a different pot. Like, not every woman is going to want... Even six inches might be too much for her. There's so just... Yeah, it just... Does anybody know where I can find her? Covered everything. And a lot of it, for example, like the Peroni's disease, I didn't even... I mean, I only Googled it um, just during this podcast, but I didn't even know that that was a thing, that you could actually disfigure your dick by... <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't that, doesn't that feel like a failure... Doesn't that feel like a failure of our sex education system as well as sex positive feminists? You know what I expected? You know what I expected from sex positive feminists? I expected them to do this work. You were supposed to go out in the wild and sample all the dicks and bring us back the best ones. Instead, they came back with, I don't know, they're all kind of great. Bullshit. 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 Like, I mean, I want some dick connoisseurs. Like a wine taster. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like that would have been the valuable sex positive service, right? Instead of like all the virtue signaling about how all dicks matter. And like, listen, everybody's different, but I feel like if each of those sex positive feminists had like been very specific about what was working for them and why it would have been actually a very valuable service instead they came back with i like to be beat in the face with a tennis racket and that makes me come and i'm like you can't even describe the basics of uh, secondary sex characteristics in a way that resonates with people right mm -hmm. like in a way True. that like most women experience who cares about the tennis racket like get down to the basics 100 100 percent so, let's read the comments because some of these are really good yeah i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. oh yeah let's get to the comments <laughs> so let's pick out a comment I saw one about crygasms. That was really crygasms. But there was one where a woman was so um, a user was so like sexually synced with her partner, he gave her crygasms. Um, I'm curious what? To know what that is. Yeah, no, what? It was, I remember this crygasm. Now. Yeah, so she said she had yeah crygasms, which I'm guessing is when you have an orgasm and then burst into tears because it's so euphoric. What? That's actually happened to me once before. That's happened to me once before. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a thing. Oh. I've never heard of that. Wow. Damn. That is it's a thing, like, huh? It's quite rare, but it's, I think it's an emotional slash physical response when it gets <laughs> overwhelming. So you just literally just burst into tears. Was... Have, you, have you ever laughed until you cried? It's kind of yeah, like... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking... I have from their funny jokes. I've laughed until I cried from these girls' jokes. Like, because some women, I don't know, maybe if you have some kind of like trauma or something like that, no, it makes you, no. it brings back those kinds of like negative emotions. Keep your trauma you know, to yourself. It's a euphoric thing. But I'm definitely the kind of person, like, I am a very I, emotionally, I'm actually pretty sensitive. And so when I'm anywhere outside of like a three to seven emotionally, like positive or negative, I cry. Like, even positive things. If I see like a commercial of like a, a father being proud of his son, I'm like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. So I get that. But yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I think for me as well with the crygasm, there was a very strong sense of intimacy as well. It wasn't just a physical um so yeah but yeah it's 
it's a thing. Oh, there's one here. So, um, like, men love shaming any woman who doesn't have completely tiny or pink labia. If they get to call women's vaginas and, and their vulvas a roasties, in quotation marks, or roast beef, then we should be able to have penis preferences. Agreed. And also, the size and shape of a penis impacts on our sexual pleasure, whereas nothing about the appearance of a woman or her vulva can stop a man from, ha- from having an orgasm. That is a fact, because men have literally fucked McChicken sandwiches and coconuts and still managed to come. So that is actually a fact. <laughs> Did you say facts. men fuck? a coconut not a single lie was told yeah i bought the perfect penis size for 39.99 and free shipping i like that one <laughs> love that's a good one that's a good one these zombies are dope this other it's one is uh, my ex-husband had a magnificent cock 8.25 inches long prior to him i had never had an orgasm 8.25 through intercourse one day as the quarter cock and grinding my clit against him and then it happened the most powerful orgasm I ever had. It turns out that my G-spot is fairly high up inside me, and his cock was long enough to reach it, assuming I was on top. And his cock was generally beautiful, very smooth, very nicely colored. His testicles were full and round and not like the tube socks. He shaved them too, and I really liked that. That's beautiful. Pros. I just, I'm just, I'm choked with tears <laughs> because I'm so happy and so jealous at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you it's like always if you suggest it that all of a sudden it's like we all jog our memories like yeah is this really my life is this my life yeah there were some dicks in there this is why it was better right yeah 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 for me personally i don't like too long and it's because uh, i have an iud and so i find with a really long oh, yeah it's you like do. pushing up against the cervix it'll like kind of touch my iud and it like feels uncomfortable so personally it's all about girth for me so something around like six to seven inches long but thick. Not a chode. <laughs> Not a chode. Not a chode. I don't want it to be like wider than it is long. Not too thick, but like, you know, it's one of those things it's hard to define, but when you see it, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I think a point that has to be stated in this conversation about dicks is if you have to ask if a woman has come, she has not come. The answer is no. Yeah, you'll know. The, the answer, and, if she, and, if, and if she tells you, yes, she's lying to you, bro. That's it. She's lying to you. Yeah, some women, like, I feel like they... Yeah. And plus, I don't know... Well, I don't want to, like, broad brush every woman, but I know orgasms can be of varying intensity for women, but it feels like if you're having, like, a genuine one, that's pretty obvious versus, like, some women describe it as a flutter. So I always wonder with women like that, and that, be, that might be some good feedback if people want to comment about this on the episode, is, like, how do you experience orgasm? Because, like, for some... For me, I mean, I really look like I've been inhabited by... A demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when I orgasm because it's literally like it's arresting my body. Like it arrests my entire body. So then I don't, I'm, I've lost all control. Yeah. Muscle contractions. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've lost physical control. Whereas other women are more like, it's more of a relaxed, like fluttery feeling for them. So I'm like, maybe I'm just, I'm just guessing like maybe on the off chance that maybe some women don't visually orgasm as hard, but I, I'm just curious to know about that. But I, I don't think that's the vast majority of what's going on. I think the vast majority of men just suck and they're just using the ex- excuse of the women who don't visibly orgasm as hard as like confirmation that it's just it's just us right <laughs> it's just the way I'm what? after i orgasm i actually get a what does this have to do with dating strategy what does this have to do with dating strategy if you're a woman who is looking to elevate your dating game now you're just listening to a bunch of ch- <laughs> just talking about orgasms and dicks a little bit like me, i'm fading i, I am fading like, Dan. Okay, like i'm good like leave me alone i just rule I just we're almost there we're almost sleep. there <laughs> I get post nut clarity. I'm just like we're almost there. Okay, I don't want to look at you. Any- I don't want to look at you anymore. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I get really yeah. emotional after mine. Like, it's like the peak, but it's a nice, it's a nice calm down. Oh sure. god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're almost there. A, for any dudes listening out there, if you're having sex with a girl, and we're on one point two five. Doesn't, and she's like acting all cuddly mm-hmm. with you and stuff after. 
No, she's not being engaged. Phasers. We're going to one point five. Yeah, one hundred. She still wants it, and you're just not meeting that for her. So that's a failure on your part. I've noticed that. If I actually have an orgasm, then I'm like, please don't like put all your hot body on top of me because it's like hot, right, and sweaty, and you're like, please go away. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly it. like I'm, I physically get like too warm, and I don't like how male bodies are just very like warm. You know, like Ugh, I, don't I hate have male that, bodies. Like, I don't need like more of it. I prefer guys that have a that are cooler to the touch. Yeah, after orgasm, I'm like, this is one point five now. Body, like I want to cool down. <laughs> so a man commented on this post, like, sisters, if our finger can make us orgasm, then a dick of any size can. Let's not blame men for us having vaginas that are too large. <laughs> oh, talk <laughs> about bad band, women's right? anatomy. Bad <laughs> women's anatomy. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. I saw some of them say like, you know, say our dicks too small is just the same as if we said your vagina's too loose. I was like, there's no such thing really as a loose vagina, but carry on bro. If that makes you sleep better at night, then I think, think there we have is. <laughs> I, need, I need people to understand the vagina is a muscle. When you work a muscle, it gets stronger and more constricted. It's not like, I don't know. They just have this idea that it's like a, like just like just cartilage, but in cartilage, we get blown out, but like you're, you have pelvic muscle stuff, yeah. right? Like it, that's how it works. So, yes. And that's why I highly recommend doing pelvic floor exercises and Kegels, which ladies, if you do any like weightlifting, any like deadlifting, you guys don't know this actually. I've been doing Kegels for this entire episode. Heavy squatting where you're loading an exercise very heavy. Um, there are cases of people like blowing out their entrails because they don't do these pelvic floor things. So it's very important from a health and anatomy. Did you say blowing out their entrails? Good God. So that it all stay, everything stays in place. <laughs> and that Good God. <laughs> He got roasted for coming on to FDS Tap in his opinion. I can't even read out the comments because I would just collapse into laughter. <laughs> My favorite one. What the fuck are penis papules? I've never seen that shit before. It's weird. <laughs> right. There's one comment that got removed where a woman says, like, uh, I don't like guys who aren't circumcised. Um, I think uncircumcised dicks are gross. They look weird and smell bad if not washed properly. And a guy commented, quoting that, being like, I also think uncircumcised vaginas are gross. Disgusting. I agree. But... <laughs> Vaginas that aren't circumcised smell like shit if not washed properly would never lick or fuck a woman who isn't circumcised. Like, okay. What? First of all, when they circumcise a woman, don't they fucking cut off her clit so they can't even have an orgasm? Like, yeah, it's different. There's some nerves, I suppose. Like, I, I did know a guy who, due to a medical condition, had to get uh, circumcised as an adult. Yeah. And he did say that there was some loss of sensation, but that ultimately was a good thing because before he was a premature, premature ejaculator and then after oh. he was able to last a bit longer. So it was one of those, like, seems like a negative thing but actually ended up being a net positive i think it should be a choice though i mean i know a few guys who had it done like later in life and guys and it seems like guys who had it done at birth that they kind of wish they um they were uncircumcised um so it should be a choice i think definitely i, I yeah no i think definitely. like circumcising a baby when they have no choice I don't, I don't think that's cool but yeah giving them a choice when they're older is better it's religion yeah. a lot as well like a lot of um this is why it's, it's it's more common in countries that have an official religion than, than countries that are more atheist i found um because the bible and religious texts say circumcision you have to do it on on young on male babies so yeah i believe it's called a bris right like in, in jewish tradition yeah they actually have like a yeah it's almost like a it's done as a baby and the rabbi does it yeah ceremonial. it's a ceremonial yeah, not that many people it has a ceremonial component yeah so ladies sound off about your penis preferences in the comments below we would love to read them um because it always gives me life when women discuss i love how this fucking this is what this podcast has devolved to they ran out of shit to talk about so fast this in a matter of frank and i'm sure it will get around the skirts again just like the first one did <laughs> but oh to jammies for writing such a a, a magnificent article it, it, it should be in like the national archive somewhere such a lucid piece like, truly yeah <laughs> that's great yeah if you, if you had to boil FDS down to like a couple of posts, I feel like this would be it in there. It would be, yeah, this would be in there, 100%. 100%. Women deserve to have preferences. And you know what? Men already have preferences. Like there are dozens of, hundreds of subreddits that are like, like one was like Pussy Burger, where her vagina looks like a burger or something. Like, or even her areolas, like the bit around your nipple is, is a subreddit. <laughs> yeah, the color of a woman's areola is like, yeah, the guys have preferences for like pointy nipples and different shapes of vaginas and stuff. Like they already have preferences, okay? We're allowed to have that. Yeah, they have minute niche body fetishes that like men have dissected women's bodies to like literal minutiae, but we're not allowed to talk about their dick. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
And you know what? A lot of guys are listening to this and they'll be like, oh, so you think it's okay to treat men badly because women were treated badly, but two wrongs don't make a right. Okay, guess what? Like feminists for a long time have been trying to achieve equality by lifting women up and men have been fighting us every fucking step of the way. And so if I have to drag men down to bring them down to our level to achieve equality, I fucking will. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a mud fight. And so if guys don't oh, like that, God. you always have the option of treating women better and we can meet each other in the No. At all. But I'm not seeing that for men. And so that's why we have to fight fire with fire. I just feel like I feel more like a fully realized human being when I assert the things I actually want rather than virtue signals. Yeah. And I feel like that's really yeah. what this post is about yeah. more so than anything. Because even regardless of how men feel, how are we going to make, uh, how are we going to advance our own sexual interests and make ourselves happy if we can't articulate it, right? Like, I'm even, sorry, even who cares how they yeah. react. It's just a matter of focusing on the things that women like so that we can maximize that and look for that and start to aggregate our experiences in a way that's more that's more likely to lead us to consistent sexual pleasure and that's been like the missing piece yeah. of sex positivity to me it's sex positivity has been anything goes and whatever you want to do we're almost done any, like tangible like minutiae. this is on one and a half speed now sex positivity has been very like asymmetrical it's very about like advancing what men like and what men mm -hmm. find to be sexually pleasurable and women just have not to like, accept everything that what a man wants but when women assert what they want it's like it's considered hateful or exclusionary or whatever right and yeah the reaction to us saying we have penis preferences i mean we talked about the vice article a few weeks ago and how they panicked i mean they panicked about oh some of these preferences that they're expressing are mean-spirited <laughs> and weird it's mean-spirited and weird to talk about our penis preferences on what planet that's just us being attracted to men and, and being heterosexual women and having and noticing things about their secondary sex characteristics in the same way that we have i think it's a lie that women aren't as visual i just think that we get discouraged from voicing that and so we have to just keep telling ourselves that like you know, we, we, we learn to see our we learn to see ourselves sexually in terms of how men see us instead of us looking at men and seeing what we actually prefer as heterosexual women. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yes, it's all about like women are supposed to be OK with whatever, whatever makes a man happy. Like I've, I had a lot of comments on my like when I criticize oh, kink, right? I always have comments that are like, oh, but it's a two way street because the sub gets what they want by making the dom happy. Like they're submitting, which makes the dom happy. And then their dom, the fact that their dom is happy makes them happy. I'm fucking sick and tired of this narrative that like whatever makes a happy is automatically what also makes a woman happy. Or yeah, that trash. a woman's source of happiness trash. is making a man happy. I don't think we need this needs to in order for that to be a true true two-way street men need to start giving a shit about women what women actually like i mean and that's no that's human nature right i mean when you look at the things that the females prefer a lot of times it is exclusionary right we were uh, we were just talking yeah. about how different animals how different females of different animal kingdoms have clear specific preferences as a group right like, you know, everybody does be, like the most brightly colored feathers i think the peacocks a little the size of the eyes on their feathers is sexually attractive to girl peacocks so oh, i love me a fucking i mean it's like peacock. it's weird that we can't talk about that yeah and whenever we talk about like oh this is what female animals like in nature like female deer like big antlers female moose like big antlers female or yeah, like what females of other species are allowed to have preferences, and then there's always dudes right. being like all of they're always incels, by the way, who are like offended that like oh if women were allowed to choose what they want, then this would cause like a, a snowball effect, and then everyone would have like razor sharp jaws that are like impractical, like <laughs> as oh if it's a bad God. thing for there to be female sexual selection because it would cause like this runaway thing where a guy would evolve to be sexually appealing to a point where it's no longer like practical, like cope, yeah, helicope. Like I don't know if you've ever seen the barber. This is a type of pig that has tusks that just keep growing, right? apparently like the females like big tusks and so it evolved to just keep growing and growing and growing to the point where like it'll grow so big that it'll curve back and like puncture their own skull so that's considered like an example of like female sexual ex female sexual selection gone wrong i don't see like you know hundreds of thousands of years in the future men walking around with like 10 pound dicks that they have to like fucking sling over their shoulders right like we I, wish I though huh because they're limited by the size <laughs> of vaginas right just walking around with their dick in a wheelbarrow <laughs> yeah exactly like I don't see that. I don't see it going. This runaway effect happening. I want. I want. Uh, in millions of years, guys to be bouncing on their own testicles like a hippity hop ball. <laughs> like those. Uh, like the episode of South Park. That you're gonna what, you pretend like you just made that Two up. Balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they about to pretend like they just made that up? Holy fuck. That's what should happen. That's an evolutionary win, there, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> it's from fucking South Park. <laughs> on that note, that's our show. Thank. It's 
fucking Allah. That is the show. Oh, my God, people. That's, so this episode, Female Dating Strategy, this is episode nine. We've made it to nine episodes. We skipped three whole episodes. Um, they just The whole takeaway from this, if you're a woman and you're trying to get female dating strategies, so far this episode nine was, if you like something, that's okay. That's it. I don't know. I got nothing else. Anyways, okay. That's it. Thanks very much, everybody. I appreciate you. Uh, all tuning in. We'll do another one of these maybe on Sunday. We just we do them when we do them. Appreciate you all. Have a good rest of your week. If you want to support the show, uh, you can do so. Patreon.com slash low value mail or join the channel. Shout out to all the new members. This was a fun one. Have a good weekend. Peace.